Set in 1962, Tracy Turnblad becomes an overnight sensation after appearing on a Baltimore TV dance show. With her newfound popularity, she twists and shakes her hometown, teaching them a thing or two about racial equality, and of course, the power of big hair. This week on the Made for TV podcast, it's Hairspray Live! And now, our feature presentation. Hey, Kyle, welcome to the podcast. Whoa-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh
You let me know about that deep state. It's deep state and the. If you're paying attention to the news, you already know. That's all I'll say. Well, I always kind of suspected you were a lizard, you know, mm. underneath the skin suit. But mm-hmm. you know, I didn't want to say anything till now. Oh, but. I appreciate you not saying anything, outing me before now. I mean, obviously now you'll have to be dealt with. But they'll. We can probably finish the podcast before they show up and deal with you. Thank goodness, I get yeah. a few minutes to my life minutes left. how long do you think our podcast is bud well i just i mean hours <laughs> it's hours yeah. but it's also minutes that's how t- true. time i mean works. it is how so. time every hour does consist of minutes <laughs> i have fair. M- many many precious seconds left a lot of <laughs> precious seconds <laughs> oh so precious um okay good gracious we've introduced our show so um yeah this is yeah, tough oh, this i is mean this is the last mo- these are could potentially this is potentially the last moments of my life and i'm yeah. you know spending well, it you talking, get to spend about them talking about hairspray um, so that's good yeah wow it's uh, i guess before that kyle why don't you reminisce about your last week that you had alive uh, <laughs> what did you do this week uh what did i do this week what did I do this week? Did I do anything this weekend? We built the desk. Carrie designed mm. a desk, and so I'm sitting at this very nice desk that she really designed, and and I helped by helping put it put it together. You and 3D printed it. Yeah, I she did. Designed it. <laughs> 3D printed it. I 3D printed some more stuff that turned out pretty cool, pretty good. So I'm excited. Nice. I'm printing stuff for a campaign that I'm developing. That's going to take Ooh. a long time, but I'm I'm kind of writing stuff down and going through it and um for for this little campaign it's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be a lot of fun but i bet eventually i bet, I ever I bet it's gonna be a lot of fun but yeah, well um you probably won't that's my experience with most D is uh it just never happens <laughs> <laughs> but um well cash lied to me tonight like Ooh. big time like not I, just like a say? like fib like yeah so it was after bedtime he said, Daddy, already... i love you yeah that's said, a, yeah mm, of course no <laughs> i don't know <laughs> mm. um we don't say love in this house no uh it was after bedtime and uh he we were he of course came down and he was still hungry so we gave him some fish sticks from dinner and uh so we were sitting there and i was sitting there with them and and Carrie went to uh, go to a book club over the internet. So she went to to go do a Zoom book club that she's in. Mm-hmm. And um, he he finishes fish sticks, and I was sitting there, and he goes, okay, I'm going to go back to bed. And I get up to go with him. He's like, no, Dada. He's like, I, I'm going to go by myself. You can stay here. And I'm like, okay, this, this never I know happens. This game. Yeah, <laughs> never. This never happens, right? So, so he, so he walks out of the kitchen, and I just get up and walk the other way as soon as he's out of sight, and I just walk him, see, watch him walk past the stairs into Gary's room, into our bedroom, <laughs> and uh, it's like the first time he like straight up just like deviously lied to like, no, I'm going upstairs, and then just no, he, I knew like it was very obvious that that was never his plan, so. Yeah, I did. Dot, uh, Dot avoids yeah. lying by just not answering me. I'll ask her something, and and where are you going? She'll just say, "You stay here." And then she <laughs> just like, all right, well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Um, so I did. I did what any. Um, well, I did possibly the the worst punishment of all time that you can give your child, and I took away mm-hmm. one of his Mario Karts tomorrow. So oh, instead of being able to play oh. three Grand Prix like he usually gets, he can only play two. So. Wow, you bastard. Uh, he took it surprisingly well. Usually he screams and cries after that happens, but he kind of just laid down and was just like, he just knew. He, he knew he's what plotting. He knew what happened. He's, he's, he's like, plotting. I'll get three. He'll forget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, well, well, that's yeah, that something. Cash, so. good job, buddy. Um, <laughs> way to go. Lie to your dad more. <laughs> um, no, that's well. He's growing up. At least he's he's uh, understanding the concept of deceit. Is probably you know an important a milestone. Step, a milestone. Yeah. yeah. Um. What'd cool. you do with your week? What'd you do with your well, week? Well, well, Kyle, we had quite a busy week. We, oh we, uh, yeah, you went you you went to choo-choo, Chattanooga. Chattanooga. You took the train to Chattanooga. I don't. Yeah, we did. We did That's take a train like. that runs from <laughs> Fort Wayne, Indiana, to Chattanooga. That's what we did. Um, no, we did drive, uh, which I hate. You I drove hate the driving. train. You're a yeah. train conductor. Holy, absolutely. You know me. I'm a big time conductor. Well, I don't care if it's an orchestra. I don't care if it's a train. I don't care if it's electricity. As long as it's conducting, I want in. <laughs> um, no, we uh, we did drive. I hate the drive because we go like on back roads, and you end up in like this section where you have no service, and there's just a million like hills and tight turns all of a sudden because we live in obviously indiana we live in like the flattest area ever mm-hmm. you yeah. know but when you're going out to chattanooga out to tennessee all of a sudden there's mountains and you're constantly going up and down and turning and swerving and, and throwing it's stressful up for me just constantly oh, throwing up barfing, in the car yakking out the door always oh, yakking in the car just throwing yeah. up in the car you throw up in the car have you ever thrown up in a car oh yeah when i was a I kid did as a I was I got a good puking as a kid story too where I <laughs> I was sick and my dad picked me up for the weekend right after we ate and I was like dad mm. I don't feel good and he's like oh just hold it till I was like no I really don't feel good you need to pull over and he didn't pull over and I threw up a full plate of spaghetti all over <laughs> my pants and all over the back of his car That's worse that's definitely worse than <laughs> mine was some very similar story except I ate a my mom would make these like grilled cheese apple slice uh, sandwiches are really good. And grilled I grilled ate... cheese apple slice. Oh yeah, it's a grilled cheese, but with apple slices in it and cooked on the grill. You know what? I won't. I'm not gonna. I've heard of people who put cheese on their uh, apple pie, so I guess it's the same flavor. Oh, uh, I guess but it's a sandwich. It feels better than a pie situation. People say but... that it like if you put a slice of American cheese on a like hot apple pie, that it's like really good. So I just feel like okay, it's maybe, but yeah, the, a similar sensation. Yeah, so my mom used to make those all the time. It's great; adds a little crunch to it. Um, but then me and my dad went to the went to the Leo Park and uh, played a bunch of basketball. And uh, and he was was practicing basketball. Fell awful. Got him back in the car and just Ralphed all over the back seat. And I had a friend with me. I think I had Yanni. Yanni was there. Yanni was with me, and he was <laughs> plastered, like holding on to the door. Like while I was just spewing all over the back cloth back seat, <laughs> it was bad. So it was so. It was. I remember my dad handing me a cup, but it was like a Junior Frosty Wendy's cup that was you know just filled it up. Yeah, and it was, was like a Dumb and Dumber piss bottle situation. <laughs> kept handing you cups. <laughs> yeah. and I just kept throwing them out the window. It was a <laughs> quite quite an event. So, oh man, puking is such a wild thing. I don't know. I just there's something special about it. Like I can remember my grossest pukes and my most satisfying pukes. You know, it's mm-hmm. a special treat. What's the? I think the grossest thing I've ever thrown up was a whole bag of popcorn because it Ew. just comes out as like all the oil and like shrunken kernels. You know, it's mm-hmm. like where'd all the popcorn go? It just all dissolved into nothing. It's just gross. Or. I forgot I was sick once and I chugged a big glass of cold water and then threw it up immediately. And it's just like, 
cold, flavorless spew, you know? No I don't idea. know what the grossest thing I've thrown up is. I don't know. I've thrown up a lot. Like, some people are afraid to throw up, like, like literally, like, oh, I, I don't want to throw up. I hate that feeling. And I'm oh, more no. on the lines of, okay, if I feel like I kind of need to throw up, I do it because I feel much better afterwards. You as know? long as um, it's, like, the first puke of a day, I'm always down for, pretty much. It's only if it's, like, a I can tell this might unleash the dam where I'm going to puke, like, four times and it's going to really suck by the fourth time, yeah. you know? But the first, when you can get one clean puke in and just feel, well, that got all that out of my system, and I feel great now, you know? Yeah. What a great time. Uh, I forgot how we got on this. Oh, I went to Chattanooga. Uh, it was Celia's <laughs> stepmom's um, 50th birthday. So we went to celebrate uh, with the in-laws. We went to the aquarium in Chattanooga, which was a lot of fun. Saw a lot of turtles and sharks and penguins, which Dot liked. And then we went to the local minor league baseball team, uh, which her, That's fun. Uh, Celia's dad works there uh, at the stadium. So we went and... Can't believe you'd go support another team. I know. Not the tin I caps. I know. I'm sorry. I felt terrible about it. Did uh, you boo the, the whole the, time? Both teams? Their name was the Lookouts, I think. They have Louie the Lookout. And I was I don't know how I feel about my mascot being like a looky-loo. Like, that's just, <laughs> it's just a weird uh, a thing. Scott was obsessed with the mascot, though. That Like, as soon as she spotted him on the other side of, like, the stadium, she just kept pointing him, like, I want to give him a hug. I want to give him a hug. She would not let it go for, like, two innings until finally I just got up to take her that's to go get a great. picture with the mascot. Um, yeah, she really, I, I mean, she did pretty good for a baseball games are kind of boring, you know, mm -hmm. but I feel like there's always something between innings Yeah, that they have you do like a lot get up going and dance, on. Yeah. it's the flex cam, it's the kiss cam, you mm -hmm. know, so she had fun with that. She got to be on the camera a couple times. It was a oh, pretty good time. Awesome. And then, that's really cool. Yeah. But Cash went the, to, we took Cash to a tin caps game this, uh, this year, maybe a month ago or mm -hmm. it was for his birthday. So two months ago, um, that was awesome. He loved it. He had so much fun and it was like such a blast. Like they hit a home run during it and he got, nice. he got like a, a foam or like a plush, plush baseball like uh, that someone, one of the people came around and gave him. He, he was never on the screen, but like one of the guys who does a lot of the production came in like, he was like, Hey, I saw your dance moves. Here you go. <laughs> and like gave it to him. So it was like. It was really fun, and he went and played in all the like bounce house stuff. And I will say the uh, the Tin Cap Stadium is much more fun for a kid, I would think, than the one we. It's just bigger. Like having been to both, you know, right. I feel like there's a lot you can do. You can get up and move around more at a Tin Cap's game. Mm -hmm. uh, so that would I'd like to take that to one. Um, no, I was gonna say though, Kyle was. Mm -hmm. Oh, the baseball game itself, we had to leave before it was over because it was like. 11 o'clock and they were in the the team that we were there to see was up like three runs and then uh in the last like inning it got tied or whatever and we're like we're just leaving rather than staying and then it ended up going like 13 innings oh or something yes like you that. have to leave so we yeah, extra like, innings never here. stay for yeah. extra innings that <laughs> no. happened we went to a different tin caps game now with the kids this year and like it was with carrie's extended family who were in town for the wedding and it was the same thing. It got extra, extra innings, and we're like, we're leaving. We have a babysitter at home. But it <laughs> yeah, was in my mind, I'm like, I'm never, ever going to stay for extra innings. And <laughs> no. that game went to, like, 13 innings, too. And oh. they're like, yeah. So it's nuts. The, the longest game, the longest game I've ever okay. been to, it was 16 innings long. 
I stayed for the whole thing. The thing, the game was over like 2 a.m. or something. 2.30 a.m. It was a Celia's Tampa dad. Bay game and, uh, and against the Red Sox in Tampa Bay. It was terrible. Silly's uh, dad said the longest game they've ever had that he's been at was 21 innings. No. They did three no. seventh inning stretches before the game <laughs> no. was over. He said it was literally down to like the people who work there and like six fans yeah. by the end of who the game. Stay? I mean... At, are you really going to leave at the 19th inning if they're still playing? At that point, you know, yeah, you're like, locked in. When are you going to leave? You know, that's oh, crazy. Man. I looked this up, too, while we were watching the game. I got curious. I cannot remember the number now, but it was like, I was really curious because, you know, you can't strike out on like a like a foul ball. Mm-hmm. I was curious, what's the most pitches in a single at-bat oh. <laughs> that's ever happened? I think it was something like 27 pitches I believe in it. a they single at-bat. They can go bat. so long. <laughs> Yeah. Which is woof. absurd. Um, oh, okay. So we went to the base game, but the most fun thing of the trip, Kyle, mm-hmm. was uh, Celia's stepmom works at like a kid's museum, like in the, I don't know, on the business side of it or whatever. But for her birthday party, she just booked the whole kid's museum for the party. What? So it was just after hours and we were just allowed like in this kid's that's museum amazing. just roaming around. Oh, like, that's that was just so cool. Playing with like in the dinosaur sand pit for like an hour and got to play with all the water stuff they have. It's a lot like it's basically like if we were at a better science central. Wow, that's at night. awesome. Like it was pretty cool. <laughs> that is really cool. Mm-hmm. So Dot had a lot of fun on the trip and that is our cool. week. I did yeah. the, I did when you said mascot, I remember Johnny Appleseed was also with the Tin Caps and we went to the Johnny Appleseed Festival this week too. Oh yeah, it was this and, we missed um, it for this trip, yeah. Yeah, it was actually great weather for it, a little warm, but you either it's usually whenever I go to the Johnny Appleseed Festival, it's either like way too hot or it's just rainy and muddy, and it was neither of those things. So it was great. Millions of people were there, literally millions probably, I don't know. <laughs> probably but, literally more than the people amount of people who live in this city yeah. are there. We walked around, ate some food and I wasn't sure how well the kids were liking it because we were just kind of like walking around and looking at the people dressed up and, and yeah. doing cooking their stuff and and they were both like didn't they didn't want to leave after like two hours so I was like that's that's pretty good success so that's a success for sure yeah if you didn't know out there listeners if you didn't know Johnny Appleseed John Chapman himself is buried in Fort Wayne Indiana and mm-hmm. uh, and they're we, never gonna find the body if Kyle has anything to say about it <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, you should all. Everyone should pay pay pilgrimage to Johnny Appleseed's grave once in their life. That's what I always say. You know, no matter where you're it's, from, it's true. It's where the uh, the All Father of Apple Trees is grown on top of his grave. Right, that's the source <laughs> for all apples. Yes. Um, well, Kyle, you were talking about the weather, and you know what? The weather today was pretty nice. It was like, hey, mama, welcome to the 60s. Yep. That's what it was. It was nice today. Uh, and on that note, let's talk about our history with hairspray, Kyle. Let's get on track. Good. Uh, I'll okay. start because I have none. Perfect. <laughs> What's your history? Um, well, I think I saw the 2007 movie, uh, in theaters when it came out, was not a huge fan of the movie. Um, not like I, I don't dislike, I really like the music in Hairspray. Um, Mm -hmm. so I like, I enjoyed watching it. All right. I just, the movie has John Travolta in the, um, Edna Turnblad role or whatever. Um, I know. Well, and, and the problem is. I think he plays it too 
naturalistically almost if you watch the movie it's like the drag swallows him up in my opinion <laughs> it's like when, you, when when you're watching it uh when you're watching this version you know you've got like harvey firestein as that nun. It, it's this big over the top performance right yeah but john travolta is like oh tracy oh no please don't go out there like it's like an actual person <laughs> who has like agoraphobia or whatever and it's just it doesn't work for me at all kind of it, that just doesn't ruins the movie for me uh but i am i'm a, a moderate fan of hairspray i don't know about i think hairspray's maybe got some out maybe some slightly outdated uh uh po- politics on race um just in some of its themes uh but it's got its heart in the right place and it's it's just fun fun good music it is based on a movie that i've not seen i've never seen the original non-musical film um, I just think I, I was reading about its development. I think it was like some Broadway producer was literally just watching TV and the hairspray TV, the hairspray movie was on and she was just trying to think of things to make in a musical. She's like, that could work and just called up the director and got his approval. And that's great. <laughs> that's the genesis of this big hit musical. Um, yeah. So I've seen that film and I saw in theaters. I've maybe watched it like once or twice since then. Most recently, I think Celia and I watched like half of it a couple months ago before I got tired because John Travolta was making me sleepy. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my that's pretty much my history with cool. it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, nice. Well, let's uh, let's pop it in. Let's see what he wants to do. It. He wants to get into into breakdown mode. We're breaking down the film. Let's let's do it. Hairspray, Um, hairspray. That's how it opens. I actually have a personal history with hairspray. Uh, Personal substance. The substance. Yeah, I've started using it for my for my hair, but I haven't used it recently because I've just been putting it back in a bun. The big, the big old man bun, but mm-hmm. I was using hairspray for a while for that, for the, for the hair, keeping it, trying to keep hate, it back out of my face. Because you hate the ozone layer, Kyle? Oh, yeah. What? That's yeah. what I mean. I stepped out of my house and just sprayed it. Empty cans. Yep. Straight up at the sun. That's yep. what you were doing. <laughs> oh, man. I fucking hate hairspray, like the substance, so much. It's so, I associate it so much with like, the show choir girls oh, dressing. That's the, every, it, I'm a hard disagree with you though, because you're hard disagree. You hard, like, I just, mm. that's it to me. It's like worse than Axe body spray. Like no, so, dude. And I always, Aussie, I'd always go into my mom's me? bathroom and like everything would be coated with like a hairspray stickiness. Yeah. Like to <laughs> that it, is to true. Kid. I know that, but no, the show choir, the Aussie hairspray that that purple like grape flavored uh-huh. hairspray i could i could spray that stuff directly into my face i love the smell of that so <laughs> much i love the aussie that's so i love that hairspray smell that show choir hair that's whatever all the girls had was a yeah. was the aussie stuff and now they they you know bang energy drinks right well they have like a purple flavor and the purple flavor tastes how the aussie Hairspray smells. Right, so I'm never going to get a bang energy drink. Is what I'm. The purple learning. flavor specifically is is that, and it's great. Love it. Okay. Um. Well, Kyle. Uh. But hairspray the show. Uh. Mm-hmm. I'll let me. Should I do my my new uh where I sum up the basic plot? Yeah. Summit. Uh, yeah. So, well, take well, it to the summit. That's well, what hairspray. The summit. Summit, yeah, we're gonna summit this mountain right now. Uh, luckily, hair—it's a mountain of hair, a hairspray mountain. Uh, this is an easy one to sum up. It is 
We got plus-sized teen Tracy Turnblad auditions and is cast on the hit Corny Collins dance show. Uh, And in the process, she makes people question their preconceived notions about beauty standards and race. Uh, Ultimately, she sort of befriends uh, the black kids uh, at her school slash that are part of the Corny Collins show and fights to get the show fully integrated. And, of course, along the way, she and her friend uh, Penny... Is it Penny or is it Polly? Is Polly her mom? Uh, is Penny, Penny the girl? is her friend. Yes, Penny's her friend. Polly's the mom. I think. Uh, either way, they eventually they find love, and that that's about it, right? That's the. Yep, that's yeah. That's the summation of the plot, I guess, of Hairspray. Um, yeah, Kyle. Well, I guess we should just jump right in. I'll say this right away: Harvey Firestein, who plays uh, the mom in this, Edna. Um, he wrote the teleplay for this, and he also wrote the teleplay for The Wiz Live. Uh, so there you oh, go. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, he's, he, this movie he, has a lot of cast members that really bring together a lot of our recent viewings. It's true. Like, a yes. lot of the recent viewings, I feel like. So it's I, kind I agree of fun. with that. It's kind <laughs> of fun to be like, oh, I, I just saw that person. And, I just uh, saw them, and some of them in the same familial positions. Yes. Even. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, it Kyle, the show uh, opens, I guess, and we we get our opening kind of overture and "Good Morning Baltimore." Uh, it was strange to have Robin Williams come Friday. out and go "Good Morning Baltimore." Yeah, well, it's a sign of respect, you know, for the <laughs> dead. They he, they booked him as a ghost to come on and. Did this come out? This came out before he was dead. No, it did not. This came out in 2016. He was dead long before 2016. Robin Williams' death. When was that? 2014. You're right. Boom. He's basically a skeleton by the time this thing (laughs) aired. Which was even more disrespectful to really bring, yeah, they were, bring out the Well, it was, it was a Patch Adams reference. <laughs> they rolled him out as a skeleton and they moved his mouth. He would have loved it. He would have laughed. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it opens, Kyle, with Good Morning Baltimore, which I love Good Morning Baltimore. I think it's mm-hmm. a great opening number to a musical. And I, uh, I like how it starts with what looks like a real shot of, like, outside, wherever they're filming. Yeah. You know? And pans its way down and I really like this um and the overture it does like that long take through the set. Mm-hmm. And then when it gets to uh Tracy in bed to actually start Good Morning Baltimore, I like how they do that trick where it looks like she's laying down. Mm-hmm. Yep. But then it pulls back and she's actually standing for to and like she walk just walks down the out in the street. I love it. Yeah, I love the entrance. Uh, the the first number is really fun. It's kind of nice that it's not a big group number. It's just Tracy singing, you know, and there's mm-hmm. some background singers, but it's her talking about Baltimore and, and her rose colored glasses, you know? Um, I love how and, she's, yeah, she's singing about how it's like the greatest place ever, but of course it's got that <laughs> contrast to it's the oh, most Oh, it's the flasher. Look at the flasher. Hi. Yes. And he's like waves at her and keeps on going. And then the, the hobo at the bar at like 7 a.m. Like it, you know, it's, yeah, I, it's, it's just a fun number, and I love how they go through the set. And this is maybe just a good time to talk about the production style of this, because this is very much like Grease Live. Uh, well, Kyle, a, one of the directors of this was a co-director on Grease Live. So makes a lot of sense. Should be no surprise. Yeah, it is. We've, I think, for my money, we've hit the best middle ground yet between 
mm-hmm. the cinematic experience and the stage experience. Yeah, I think that, yeah, it, this one is, it's like Grease Live. Grease was a little bit more like, hey, this is the behind the scenes stuff that's going on mm-hmm. with it. Like it was very much um, like, we're going to let you see the, the, the seams in this, it, yeah. in this show. And, um, and this one was much more clean where they weren't doing that. And um, like production wise was, yeah, I would say the, the best that we've seen. I like some of the creative decisions that Greece made a lot more, like some of the scene transitions I thought were, a little more creative, but uh, but this one just seems very well uh, made and produced. So it's I can, it's I, good. I can see that. I <laughs> I pretty much agree with your take that this is a, a best of both worlds. Probably the the best way of doing it. Although I, I do feel Greece is very similar, but yeah, Greece is very similar. It might just honestly be too that I I like this musical a little bit more than I like Greece, and we're watching this as the last one. So, like, I've got more to compare it to. And the last two that we watched were, like, barely count as live musicals, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, maybe I'm just a happier in a happier mindset for the way that it's filmed. But I think it all everything just feels a little stagier to me in this mm-hmm. than it does in Greece. Like, Greece feels like a, when they're in the school, at least, like, it's, I don't know, maybe because it's existing sets for, like, another show or whatever, it feels more like a real high school whereas this just feels a little more over the top stagey musically to me in a way that i really like um and this but this opening song uh uh with her with kind of the contrast of how gross everything in baltimore is is it sets up right away this is a like i've never seen the original movie but it is directed and written by i assume written by as well uh john waters who like his movies are like he makes kind of weird transgressive movies that like to get into uh, less mainstream topics or less savory. Like he's not afraid to interact with like gross or disgusting things or things that are taboo, Mm. you know? So I feel like this opening definitely shows we've got that spirit when she's singing so gleefully about flashers and drunks and stuff, you know, going down the street. It's just... It's good. It's good. I like it, Kyle. I like the first song. I like Good Morning. Yeah, Baltimore. it's good. It's great. Good start. Uh, um, I like Tracy too. This is just they did the same thing they did with the Wiz, where they just like did a nationwide casting call. Yeah. To see if they could find well, like, you know, an unknown person. Uh, do you know that we know somebody who made it like the top three of, I don't of know the that casting I, that for we know Tracy? Someone. Yeah. I, uh, Paige Madison. Do you remember her? She was a couple years younger than us in Show Choir. I don't know if you really would really truly recognize who she was Gosh, or know who she was but really she was i think a year younger than carrie um but she uh she was tracy in uh in the fort wayne uh, civic theater or whatever and then she auditioned for uh for tracy for this and made it why didn't you get her on three. the episode kyle gosh i don't know some a failure <laughs> rotten failure but you I think this, like what I what I heard is she had like they called her out to New York for the like final callback and uh, she had like her senior finals with Ball State or something and like had to choose between failing Ooh, her tough. finals and doing another semester of school versus 
going and doing this last callback and she couldn't make it work. This is all secondhand, probably thirdhand yeah. information that probably is not even true about what the actual story is, but I, I don't no, know if she fact. ever certified yeah. fact, you heard certified fact, but <laughs> I, I, I believe that she didn't uh, make it to that audition or something because of it, because it was like, well, I'd be out like thousands of thousands of dollars or something, you know, like oh, if it's they're like not a, even going to, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's if they're not willing semester. to like, yeah. And yeah. if it's like the casting, group isn't willing i just feel like if they really were serious about her maybe they wouldn't they'd make a amends for it for like a big huge project like this like and say okay delay it by a a few days or something but who knows they probably gotta move 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 though i mean true i don't know i don't know how movies are made it's tough it's tough tough call stinks but yeah she made it real far far and she's very extremely talented like she was great in show choir so but Never tell me that I was great in show choir, Kyle. Told you all the time. Twenty three nineteen, you man. You're <laughs> dance partners. Okay, uh, Kyle. <laughs> next song. <clears throat> next part of the show is we get introduced basically to the uh, to the Corny Collins show, the show that Tracy and all the kids at school love, which is a just like Grease. It's like a dance show that everyone's mm-hmm. obsessed with. Apparently, in this time period. That's what everyone was fucking into. Was yeah. just dancing shows. Yes. I mean, I would watch it. I guess I would watch it too if it was on. Uh, sure. In fact, I watch a show with I watched a show with dancing with this very with Corny Collins himself in it. With Derek Hoff, you yeah, you. you watched yeah. <clears throat> What'd you think I of did. Dancing with the Stars? Uh, I thought it did. It did. It did have some people that really bummed me out, and some people where I was like, man, you know, nobody knows who you are. Um, you know you're not sticking around but uh, overall it was pretty entertaining Wayne Brady was fun to see Uh, yeah I was surprised I didn't know he was on the on the on the season it had Shangela too from Drag Race who I love so there's a couple people for me to be rooting for it was great I just loved it because Celia was texting me about it she was like I'm loving it and I'm like that's Mm -hmm. great I'm so happy because I do enjoy it I mean I watched it alone like I didn't watch it with Carrie she was busy doing stuff and I turned it on she was busy building the desk and you said I'll be right in babe (laughs) exactly it's Um, it's Wayne Brady's up it's uh it's Charlie I don't know her name what's the TikTok girl's name no I was there for Gabby for the bachelorette oh yes Gabby yes of course was she good I think I left the room when she yeah she was really good yeah she did a great job she was probably gonna make it pretty far so I think I you know what it was she was on and I was like what are you even doing this for like (laughs) <laughs> what do they get if they win? What is this girl from The Bachelorette? What is her? She's not going to beat Wayne Brady or that TikTok girl. Like, she's never going to win. <laughs> I should what make is, it probably pretty far. I don't know. Even if she does, who ever talks about the person who came in like fourth place on Dancing with the Star? It's true. I think it's a literally, though, it is a big deal for The Bachelorette. It's like it's been like important. Like, oh, do they always send someone? They have been recently, but they've the there was like some drama where they had to push for it where the girls really wanted to do it and and like the guys used to all the bachelors always used to get on it but uh but the bachelorettes didn't so that's bullshit yeah so they were but they have been like recently a lot of them have been on it and i think maybe i don't know if hannah won it that year but uh one of them maybe have has won the mirror ball ball but i don't know Mm. but you know, I'm, know. Ju- I'm I'm asking what's in it for them, but if someone asked me if I wanted it to be on, I would do it just to, for the dancing. It yeah, just seems it like seems fun. fun. Yeah, it's a cool <laughs> it just show. Seems like a really good so. time. Um, I was kind of laughing while watching it, just at like 
I was like, there's that guy, the one judge who's on the very end who stands up every I single love, fucking yeah, Bruno. Him. Yeah, I, I love so Bruno. Much. He's so I fun. He always has this big exuberant thing to say. Just something like, "It's no matter what, every time your they stand body. up, he's, it's yeah. like every single person <laughs> is like, bro, it's not special if you do it for everyone. You gotta calm down." And uh, I love the cat. I, I love the judges because you get to know him. The old guy is is mm-hmm. just like very the guy particular. Who looks like the queen, the queen's like dead <laughs> yes. husband. Yeah. Or, well, the dead queen's dead husband. It now. is actually yeah. him. Uh, yeah, it is. So, um, and and then I like the girl who sits next to him on the end because mm-hmm. she has the energy to me like just off frame. She's in the middle of a Zoom meeting with somebody else. Yeah. Like she's not <laughs> that interested. Like she's just peeking up for a second to give her notes and then she's going to immediately shift back to whatever that's she's funny. actually working on. Like, that's, I don't know. We'll see. We'll watch more. Kyle, we'll, we'll sprinkle in. We'll talk about it more as it goes on, I guess. Great. Good. Anyone who wants to watch along like <laughs> Disney Plus, feel free. Um, but yeah, this Corny Collins is played by uh, what's his name from Dancing with Derek the Stars? Derek Huff, brother Derek Huff. of Julianne Huff, which was in who was in Grease Live. Ah, so and man, can this guy dance like yeah, crazy? That's what I was man. gonna say. He's he is the guy, so he freaking rules. good. He might. I think I was like during. I was like, Carrie, I think he's better than Julianne at dancing. And she was like, I don't know, like. It's he's different because he's a guy, good. and I'm like, he's he's good. Like Julianne <laughs> knocks him out of the park with singing for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like not not even close. This guy's a good singer, but you yeah. know. But he I doesn't. Mean, I mean, he doesn't have like a song to showcase himself in the same way either. It's know? true. It's true. Yeah. Um, but man, he is a he is a great dancer. Yes, I was. So this 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 song is the nicest kids in town, where it introduces like all the kids who are on the show. Right. And I, I did like that. They seem to have ironed out the kink of people clapping during songs. It no longer like ruins the mic <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. I just noticed that during this. Um, the audience feels natural in the scenes that the audience is in, which is very much like Greece, where it's like a natural audience for things, mm-hmm. I guess. And um, yes, but it, it's very the audio levels are good. It feels very natural and feels like it's part of it even. And this is a great so. this is probably a great <clears throat> show for adapting to the live musical format because you can just insert shit on the corny collins show whenever you need to kill time right like yeah uh, here's some epi- here's an episode segment of the corny Collins. like i feel like they cut back to them singing songs whenever like other people would be busy with dress changes and stuff mm-hmm. um, yeah yes uh during all this we we also get introduced to other characters during this song right this is penny shows up edna shows up who is uh, Tracy's mom played in drag by Harvey Firestein, who did play the role on Broadway as well. Oh, he did. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, cool. And I think it is. I was texting AJ. I was like, Harvey Firestein is a real inspirational story because like if somebody who has the least attractive voice in human history can win like a Tony on Broadway yeah. <laughs> in a musical performance, anyone can do it. Right. Yeah, what like, does he have a Tony for? For, for this? playing Edna. Oh my I think gosh. best male performer in a musical. Like amazing way back. Yeah. <laughs> so, and he's a really accomplished playwright as well. Like he's won Tony's just for writing plays. Cool. Um, most famous to me, he's in Mrs. Doubtfire as, uh, like Robin Williams' brother who helps him do the drag makeup. Okay. He's like, the mom would be matchmaker, matchmaker, whatever they sing that song together. You might mm. remember. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire fans. 
Um, all right, well, whatever. Uh, yeah, they're they're all watching the TV, and um, the and I just my only real note on the nicest kids in town is just that it's the the dude from Dancing with the Stars, and he can really dance. <laughs> He's really good. Yeah. But also, we meet of the kids. We get Dove Cameron from, from Descendants, Descendants. Yep, and we get the fucking uh, guy from <laughs> Teen Beach movie, Zach, who looks yeah, like Ron Dave Franco. Like. What? Yeah. Zach Efron, right? Sorry, Zach Efron and Dave Franco combined, yeah. I think, is what we landed on. <laughs> he literally uh, is just Zach Efron's, and he plays the same role as Zach Efron does in the movie. He does. He and really uh, does. his name is Garrett Clayton, the actor's name. And it's just, he's Teen Beach, teen beach movies where we were introduced to him. And uh, yeah. he's, he's a little bit better in this than he was in Teen Beach movie. Um, I agree. He's he's not like the star performance in this. No, though, by any means. No. Um, um, but yeah, just Zac Efron look like. I feel like he delivers it. Maybe it's just my brain, but he just delivers everything like Zac Efron does too. <laughs> not not that I've seen him in this role, but I just I could not just keep seeing Zac Efron when I was seeing him. So so. Zac Efron is. I mean, this guy. When I think of the things that are better in the movie, Zach Efron is way better than this guy. So it really does feel like you've got like the wish.com <laughs> yes. Zach Efron when you get this dude. <laughs> um, but also, we meet after the song uh, Dove Cameron's mom, played by Kristen Chenoweth, who yep. played Maleficent Descendants. So Her mom uh, in Descendants. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Mother, daughter, uh, mother, daughter. Here. Just they, they keep going around. They just, it's their casting. They just, We'll do that all the time, I guess. I don't know. So, they have any other movies that they're both mother daughter in. I would not be surprised. But um, so then uh, uh, after they are all introduced, we all are also introduced to the concept. There's going to be like a Miss Hairspray uh, pageant of some sort, right? But more importantly, more important than that is they're going to be doing an open audition to get a new cast member on the show because Brenda is taking a nine-month leave yeah. of absence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, and what's her face? Kristen Chenoweth, like, faints. It's funny. Yes, uh, I love it. And so Tracy, of course, wants to try out, but her mom is like, oh, you can't, you're big, and they'll make fun of you, Tracy, you know? Yep. Um, but her dad doesn't have such qualms. And who plays her dad, Kyle? Martin Short. Martin Short. I was like, oh, this Kyle's going to be thrilled when Martin Short I love Short Martin up. Short. I love I love I his love character in this too. Just like so in love with his wife and he like is always like barking and growling at her and it's just so fun. I love I love Wilbur I love Turnblad. I love uh uh Edna and uh, uh Wilbur or Wilmer or Wilbur. Now I can't remember. Wilbur just said Wilbur. Bill Burr? Bill yeah. Burr Turnblad? Okay. It is Bill Burr. Yeah. It is. Uh no, I love them. I've always they're just like adore it's it's nice that they're just like genuinely in love or whatever. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. They're just sweet together. Genuinely in Although love, there were genuinely sometimes, good people too. And like, yeah. There were some times when Martin Short was there. I was like, I feel like you could tell me Martin Short just wandered onto the yeah, set and exactly. started like making jokes, like riffing. And I would believe it. Yeah. He, like, yeah. He doesn't do much of like a different character than his usual. <laughs> no, but I'm still so happy to see him. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Oh man, uh, he makes some joke about how he's gonna make once he perfects his sofa-sized whoopee cushion, he's gonna make a noise heard round the world. Yeah, <laughs> which that's really funny. Uh, so then, Kyle, uh, after this, where Edna's worried, 
uh, about Tracy being on the show, we transition into our next song, which is Mama, I'm a Big Girl Now. Which mm-hmm. Mama, I'm a big girl now. This is how you make a musical number, Kyle. I mm. feel like I'm always complaining. Like I've complained before about like a musical number not feeling like it's coming from like an emotional place or something, you know, or it just feels like we're singing for no reason. But I feel like this is the perfect kind of musical number to me where you're taking a a universal kind of situation or emotion, but yet a specific kind of instance of it and you're just writing a song exploring that like everybody can understand being upset because your parents don't recognize that you're growing up mm-hmm. you know and you're finding a way that that fits into your story in multiple through multiple different characters and you're exploring that theme as a song that's what a musical number should be it's just perfect to me i just i really like this song I it like is Mama, yeah i love Mama. the combined shots of it mm-hmm. the way that they have done this for the live show it was very uh, cool how they did all the camera shots and lined them up on screen. I felt like that took some, some, uh, some fancy, fancy footwork in the editing fancy booth. Footwork. But oh yeah, um, uh, I, yeah. I love. It's just it's cool to see them all struggling. It's like all it's the good kids and the and the bad kid, I guess. Really mm-hmm. with uh, Amber Von Tussle and her mom. Yes. And uh, that's Dove Cameron is Amber. Yes. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, it's a great. Great performances too. It's just this point where I'm like, I think at this point maybe I looked it up and I was like, are these are they actually live singing? Because everyone's really been very good at singing. And I uh, really in the first song especially, yeah, I was like, is this live? Because it sounds too good. But uh, but you can tell people get tired and it does get yeah. worse as the night goes on, which I'm not upset about. I will say I was a little disappointed right away in Ariana Grande's singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Me too, because I like love her voice a lot. Like I've just I think she is such a good voice, and in this in this musical, she just was not as great. And I don't know if it's like in 2016. I don't know where she was with her career, but like. Um, it's just out of her style. I yeah, I think it was just out of her style or something. But because I've seen like there, she has some really good late night show bits where she's like on and they're like, hey, do this song with with, with this impression. And she does some really great impressions of other singers. And she's just got great control of her voice. She, and, and she is very good. So I was a little disappointed. She does better at the last song of the musical. Um, but throughout, Maybe. it's not as great. But I thought also just... She had a little bit of my what I was saying about Travolta, where I feel like he swallowed up by the drag. I felt like Ariana Grande was like swallowed up by the wig and the glasses and everything. It's like mm-hmm. there was so little personality projecting out of her beyond the costume. Yeah, I didn't think you know? her acting was good at all. I was mostly no. even thinking about the singing, but yeah, yeah. Just in general, yeah, not she's probably my weakest link, and I just figured I'd get it out of the way now. Say that, yeah. which is unfortunate because I was really when she first showed up, I was excited because I love like I don't know, I just love the over the top costuming of like Penny and Ed, mm-hmm. Edna, these big characters, you know. And then, oh well, um, eventually Kyle Tracy does go to the tryouts, um, and guess what? They're mean to her, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, very so, mean. Like just they are mean. All bully her the whole time. They do, but 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 she does bump into Link, and immediately it's a freeze frame. I love. We get the song. I can hear the bells. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this song everywhere. 
this is our big romantic falling in love song for Tracy with Link, even though she's already like in love with him, but it's her first time meeting him in person. Yeah. Um, I love how everybody freezes and then the people slowly like unfreeze and join in yeah. to the song. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. It's just it's a really fun number, and uh, and and Zach Efron lookalike Garrett Clayton does a he does a really good job freezing. Like it's a really he seems good like freeze. somebody who there's not a lot. It's I don't want to be mean, but he reminds me of like you know the Parks and Rec episode where there's the senator who just like sits and stares at the wall <laughs> and is like a robot. That's kind of what this guy reminds me of. So. I just believe that maybe that's really easy for him to just freeze and turn everything <laughs> off. Um, yes, he's really good at freezing. But this this number is kind of like this. what I wanted more out of The Wiz, where it's like uh, it feels like we're using the whole stage and we're building up the musical numbers, you know, like mm-hmm. more people are getting added. The ensemble's growing as, as the song's emotion kicks up. So does like the spectacle of it i guess so Mm -hmm. i just i really appreciated just a little bit of kind of basic directing with the number um and there was one part where ariana grande came so close to eating shit falling down (laughs) uh, because she trips on the carpet that they walked down the aisle on and i was laughing so hard (laughs) when it happened um Yes, then she unfreezes, and this is where everyone's super mean to her again, including Kristen Chenoweth comes out, um, and she starts singing a song that is basically uh, about how Tracy's too fat to be, like, doesn't have the work ethic, I guess. The song is called The Legend of Miss Baltimore Crabs, Mm -hmm. right? Which is, like, her singing about how dedicated she had to be to win the pageants back in the day, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's just a, a, a kind of unbelievable depiction of showbiz, Kyle, where it has strict beauty standards and issues with racism, which is just not something I've ever heard of. Not true. Show business. So False I don't think fake that, news. that makes sense. Yeah. Kristen um, does just a A plus job. I don't know. It's She's such a, a Kristen Chenoweth yeah. fucking song. It's just like 90% goofy character bullshit. You yeah. know, like, she does such a good job with it. She's such a good singer. Great performer. <laughs> All around, good, good job. So she does a good job. She's funny, um, <laughs> but yeah, it ends. It ends with her telling Tracy to not try out and um, uh, Inez, uh, just a, this little black girl, to leave to because they the show is not integrated. They only have black people on one day of the month. Yes, uh, which they. Un- <laughs> I mean, we got We're gonna have to say the words I at guess. some point, right? That they call it Negro Day. Yeah. Uh, so. is, Yes, which, which is was Glad my you alternate. Were the one to co- say it, not I know. Well, my alternate cold open was going to be. I wish every movie could be Negro movies, uh, <laughs> but that's not just I thought maybe that would play uh, well for the cold open to the show. We get some uh, interesting viewers for our yeah, podcast, yeah. interesting yes. listeners, I should say. <laughs> um, yes, but so as for now, it is remaining segregated. Uh, then the next song, the next song was actually, uh, doesn't come up for a while because we get Rosie O'Donnell shows up as like the gym teacher yeah. <laughs> who gives Tracy <laughs> detention. Um, she's funny. It, I like, like Rosie. Funny. I like I the love gym Rosie teacher. O'Donnell. I think she's, I used to love the Rosie O'Donnell show when I was a kid. 
you know, mm-hmm. back when my mom would be watching that or Oprah, I'd be like, oh, thank God, it's Rosie O'Donnell, not Oprah right now. Um, Great. One of my favorite uh, Christmas songs to play for people is uh, is uh, Elton John and Rosie O'Donnell singing White Christmas. So <laughs> it's great. I love playing it and being like, you know who's singing this right now? Nobody you know knows. Rosie O'Donnell. It's Rosie O'Donnell. No, no. How surprising is that? She's got a whole um, album with uh, different people. Um, it's it's great. She sings. Uh, the the best one is uh, I ain't getting nothing for Christmas. And I think that's with Smash Mouth. I want to say. What the hell? When did this album come out? Then like two thousand and eight <laughs> or what? <laughs> oh, Christmas album is. Well, uh, we gotta get to the bottom of this, folks. Another. Uh, well, Rosie Christmas is nineteen ninety nine. Another Rosie Christmas is in two thousand. So I don't even know oh, if wow. I know all these songs. I just. Oof, you're gonna have to listen to both albums Tonight. and report back, Kyle. Yep. Uh, you're getting ready for Christmas three months early. Get, gotta get in the spirit. Gotta get the playlist honed down. Yep. <laughs> um. <laughs> I forgot though. This is where I remember. I was like, "Oh, that's right. This show's mostly about like white people appropriating and fetishizing black culture." Like it's like kind yeah. of what the show is. Uh which I mean, I think it's intentionally that way, but it is there's hairspray. It's always a little iffy because like every creative involved uh other than, like the director of this TV version is black, but like or it's a bunch of white people t- making yeah, a movie. It's, it's, and it's the original like, musical and the movie is like all white people. Yeah. So entirely. <laughs> so it's like, it's just a little, I get it because John Waters, I feel like his, his, this, this sort of transgressive art is like, it's almost like shock therapy, right? It's like, we're going to say these things that are taboo and do these things that are taboo that are horrible. It's like getting us all used to it so that we can then have a conversation about it. Right. So, I guess I I get it, but it is, it's it's not landing on the uh, the most modern place politically. But I think that's also why they added the song at the end with uh, sure. Ariana Grande yeah. mm-hmm. in them. It's like, well, we got far. We got a lot more to do, yeah, folks. Yeah, we got this a lot more. Yeah. But yeah, she gets put into attention with all of the with all the black kids at the school, which is special ed. I guess is what they have put them all in. That's horrible. But she, yeah, she gets caught by Rosie, like, dancing with them, learning their dance moves. So she gets permanently put into class with them. And then I'm not actually sure why the Corny Collins show is at her school. Yeah, this is so rushed. Like, all of a sudden yeah. they're there. This song happens, and it's it's a fun number. And they're, the, the dance happens, and there's a huge, like, rope down the middle of the gym. And it's segregated dancing even, which is just insane to, to think that that I must know. have been a thing, maybe. I don't know. But this, so this song, the the Lady's Choice, is written for the movie, the 2007 movie, um, not from the original show. So it, I feel like it was probably just some weird pacing story issues that are happening from like cramming different versions together. Sure. Yeah. You know, to try to get the best songs in. And it's just these live musicals, I feel like they always have to cut stuff out just to try to get things flowing mm-hmm. faster. But I agree. I was just like, what is he doing here? Because <laughs> like, yeah, because he's there, the the song happens and then it's like we're just supposed to assume that he saw her dancing. Like it didn't mm-hmm. seem very obvious that he like saw 
Tracy dancing and was like, you're the next person. You got to be well, on the does, show. He stops and like talks to her when she is stealing the thunder with her big moves, but he does not make it clear. Like, like you're on the show now. Yeah. It's not a big enough moment for me at least. And then it, cause it goes into it and like Carrie and both I were, Carrie and I were both like, Oh, she's on it now. Like that, mm-hmm. that was it. So, okay. But yeah, a bit rushed. I can't, I can't dispute that. Uh, but you know what, Kyle, we know where the plot's going. Just fucking get to it. That's what yeah. I say. <laughs> um, yeah. Tracy does some of the moves she learned from the black kids, which then gets her, draws corny collins attention because surprisingly as we find out corny collins is woke and a king yeah uh, we'll find out later in the show so he's probably like yeah this is a good idea um and then yes tracy does get cast we get a nicest kids in town reprise where she shows up at the end of it as like the new cast member and i love that her parents don't even need to sign anything or approve anything you know like they don't even know that she's (laughs) gonna be on it surprise (laughs) your kids on tv um and she makes such a big splash that corny's like i see a new front runner for miss teenage hairspray um and then he's like why don't you sing it takes two to her link or whatever and we get another song by link Mm -hmm. um this is like where i was like man i wish this was zach efron yeah, because <laughs> uh, this guy's okay. I think he does a really good job. I think he, I think he does a great job with this song, and it, and that's I just, just, I think he's, I think he's got a great voice. So I got to stick up for him a little bit. But his singing is good. It's his dancing where, or like his his charisma. There's just nothing sexual about him. It's true at all. And so he's doing like these sexy dance moves and it could, it might be intentional that it's like, Oh, the white guy is stiff and not sexy. Like the black people and they're dancing right in this, but it just feels like, uh, I don't know. Everyone's swooning over him so much that I want him to have like sexy Elvis energy. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel that way at all to me. Um, whatever though. He's he's mostly good. I really hated his outfit because I hate that his shoes are like the same color as his suit. Ooh. Yeah. It's just it's I don't know why. Really, really bugged me. It was <laughs> like he was wearing a jumpsuit or something. Like just ugh. Um, whatever he, he may not be sexy to me, but he is the Tracy because she is smitten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um Tracy is asked like what she would change. And that's that's I think that's where she throws out her line that she would integrate and that she wishes every day on the show was Negro Day. That's the last time we'll say yeah. that. <laughs> um, yeah, she says it live, which is a big deal because like, big deal. Everyone yeah. gasped. The sponsors mad at the progressivism. But when, you know, Corny Collins is like, I think we should do this. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm like, all right, Collins, you rule. Yeah. Um, after this, we get uh, another. This makes Kristen Channel with Big Mad, right? <laughs> yes. And so we get the song Velma's Revenge, which is kind of basically like a uh, Miss Baltimore Crabs like reprise. Yeah, I don't really right? remember this one. I just remember that it ended with her like in this weird pose, like hunched over. And like, I don't know what she was doing, but it was the most like Kristen Chenoweth. Oh, shit I know you're talking body. about. I think she does that <laughs> end of, at the end of crabs too. Like, I think she does the same pose. So I think it it's was just, like the reprise of the pose, but there we go. Well, it was funny. Whatever it was, <laughs> uh, had me, had me cracking up. Um, Tracy gets home and her mom's not mad, which I like, you know, her mom's like, pleasantly surprised that it didn't go poorly yeah um and they get a phone call asking if 
Tracy wants to be like the sponsor for this plus size dress shop, right? Mm -hmm. um, and Tracy's like, well, I can't go unless my agent comes with me. And her mom is uh, scared to leave the house. That's agoraphobia, right? Yeah, agoraphobia. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, Dr. Esmond's diagnosis uh, for today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Good job. But then... Thank you. Um, and so Tracy convinces her to leave the house and to come out to the shop with the toe tap and bop that is Welcome to the 60s, the song that I did use <laughs> yeah. for the cold open. You know what show does a really good job with agoraphobia is uh, Shameless, uh, if you've watched that show. Have you seen Shameless? I've seen the first like eight or nine. I don't remember the how many mom seasons of it. Of one of the characters has a like severe oh, agoraphobia. Oh, it's, uh, it's the one that lips dating the daughter or whatever. And then maybe Frank dates yeah, the daughter I don't know. or something. Yeah. It's, it's, um, yeah. Oh my gosh. It's Frank the, doesn't it's, date it's the Joan daughter. Joan Cusack it's, is the character, right? Yeah. Joan Cusack. Yeah. It's Jesse from Toy Story. Frank yeah. dates the mom, but then the daughter like yeah. seduces it. It's the seduces whole, the him. whole show is everybody seducing everybody. It's uh, obviously, but they're all vile, bad people. Yeah. Yes. Joan, yeah. Joan Cusack. But, um, yeah, but yeah that's a, there's a, great job just showing she's great in that you know agoraphobia so it's cool you should watch the show the bear on fx okay um it's just it stars the guy who plays oh Lip. yeah that's a yeah. cook the chef show the cooking or show yeah it it's awesome it rules uh, i've only watched like half of it but it's really good you i always i'm always check it out. interested in cooking drama shows like chef stuff because i worked in a I've worked in kitchens before, yeah. so it's yeah. see, cool. it's it. I like it because it is uh, it's Chicago based, you know, and I just like anything that I love the feel of Chicago as a city, you know, it's the working class but still a big city vibe, yeah, that you get there, and that's the vibe of the show is like this shitty hole in the wall kitchen, <laughs> but we're good at our jobs, but it's fucking hard, and we all have a chip on our shoulder, and he's got a rat know? in his hat that directs yeah, all of his pulling movements. all of his hair around and helping him cook because. Because, you know, he doesn't know how to cook because his dad was actually a famous chef, but he never met him. Uh, yeah, that that vibe. <laughs> and then they've got the big, they've got the uh, the big critic who's coming and, uh, you know, he, he wants to be impressed. So they make him Ratatouille. It's a good show. It's good. I love Ratatouille, um, by the way. I think it was top two, maybe, of favorite Pixar's. So. Ooh, it's your love top. Ratatouille. That's in, Ratatouille. You love Ratatouille. Maybe top three. I don't know. I mean, I always say Toy Story 3 is my favorite for a lot of good reasons. I think I can't take that it's off the spot. Time. Yeah, it's, it's just so personal to the timing of my, of our lives, basically, yeah. is the, how that thing came out. And um, But I think Inside Out is a close second and probably See, Inside Out's my, I think for me, it's like Inside Out, Wally, -E, Toy Story 3. And then like I have a bunch that I love that are all in the middle, but they're not like my, my tops. I don't know. Yeah. So, cool. All right. Cool. Um, we're, we're, uh, welcome to the '60s, Kyle. This big song. What did you? What do you think about? Yeah, welcome I love the, the movement 60s. of this song. I love the movement through the street. Ends up into the in the record company, and I just yeah, it's a uh, I love I love it. It's a very fun song. It is. It's the I wrote i think this is like the most toe tapping song like ever like i just can't <laughs> help but like sway along to it it's just so catchy um is this is this the one or is it a different one where the uh the models in the picture like in the display case 
that looked like they were mannequins, like join along to sing. Yeah, it's this one. Yeah, it's this one. I just like that. That's just fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was thinking though, this has the part where, um, first of all, shout out to is it Sean Hayes who's playing the uh from uh he's from Will and Grace. Um, I think his name is Sean Hayes who's playing the owner of the store. So just shout out to him. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it mm-hmm. is him, Mr. Pinky. Um, but I love the when when Edna goes into the store and it's just like Tracy singing with Mr. Pinky for a little bit. I was just like show choir flashbacks behind that door. I know they're like <laughs> know. rapidly yeah. dress changing <laughs> frantically. You know, yep. like, oh, what a nightmare. Um, and yeah, so she becomes the spokesperson for this new, for this like plus size dress shop and everything seems like it's just going great, Kyle. Um, she's the new it girl at school. Amber gets jealous while they're playing dodgeball. Um, I thought that we just probably don't need to dramatize dodgeball ever. Like, like it's never, you can't recreate the chaos of a dodgeball game <laughs> and have it not look stupid. Right. Live, like, live at least you need some good yeah. cuts, you know, you can't yes. really recreate dodgeball effectively live. It's just it's too just, hard. But. It just looks dumb and obviously staged. Yeah, you know? like because they're all like throwing the balls way over their heads, you know, like <laughs> yes. to to not hit them. And um, yeah, but it's it's a fun yeah. scene. I like it. It is. Good. Uh, I did like at the end of it. Rosie O'Donnell has her creepy gym teacher joke. I shouldn't have laughed, but I did. Where she's like, "All right, any any of you boys gonna take a shower or whatever?" Yeah, <laughs> come on, you can take. You know, she like says, "I'll pay you or something." It's weird. Yes, Gary and I are both like, "I don't know about that," but uh, I was laughing. I laughed, so I'm gonna give it points. And <laughs> that's fine. Um, and then I did really love when Link goes to help Tracy when she's unconscious. How it freezes for a second and plays the "I can hear the bells" music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just like whenever we can you know, bring back the theme for people falling in love. Um, after this is to make them all feel better. Uh, seaweed who is like, um, he's like the, I don't know, the, the head of the, of the black dancers mm-hmm. for, for the corny Collins show, uh, who Tracy made friends with when she was in detention. He's like, come, I'll take you to my mom's record store or whatever. Um, to cheer us all up. I can't remember exactly why they're going. It doesn't matter. Uh, but his mom is Motorbell, Motor, can't say it, Kyle. Motor Mouth Maybell. Yeah, Motor Mouth Maybell. There it is. And I think um, this is this is where the movement is from the street into the record store, I think, that I said yeah, earlier. This is the song. They don't go into the record store with Welcome to the 60s oh, yet. Oh, yeah. You I don't think. Confused. But yes. this is the one say, where they... Isn't it a dress shop they're at? This is the one where there's a lot of movement in the street, and they move yeah. to it, and it's that this one's a lot of fun. They're both in the street, but this one... They are. Specifically, the movement through the street on this one was... was yeah. So this is the song, great. Run and Tell That... Um, which I was a little, I like the direction of it all, but I was a little disappointed in the performance. Oh, from it who? Felt like from seaweed. What? It felt like he was off tempo. Oh, he was so good. Me. He's really good at the singing, but there's just something where he felt like not locked in with the beat. I don't know how to describe it, but I was like, I saw other comments saying the same things. So I don't think I'm just crazy. Uh, but Maybe there was a delay because like, I was streaming it from my. In. I was streaming it from my uh, computer to the television, and I felt like the audio was never quite on. So maybe I didn't catch it. 
as easily Maybe. because it was like as a little bit of a delay. It also but... could just be that you've not heard the song before, so you had nothing that you were comparing it to, it's true. like a different version where you're awesome. used to it. I thought it was so good. So yeah, I mean, he is really. It's just there's something about whenever he hits the like run and tell that it just like felt like it wasn't on for me. Like I wasn't. I wasn't swaying or tapping my foot like I was for Welcome to the 60s. And I know this song, and I was excited for it. Mm. And it just didn't hit me. But whatever. The production of it was all great. I love when they're in the alley, and like they turn on the lights, and their shadows are behind them, like dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, and little Inez, when she joins in, she fucking rocks it. And when Seaweed does the jump inside the record store over Ariana Grande, yeah. like into the splits, yes. that was rad. Yeah, yeah. so good. Yes. Uh, whatever. Uh, mixed back. I'm glad you loved. It. I would. I don't know. I need to re-listen to other versions or re-listen to Maybe, this version. I don't want to listen to other versions because they'll probably just ruin this version because he's singing Maybe, it I will at tell a you different this. What tempo if I told or something. You, what if I told you that the guy who plays seaweed in the movie is the guy who plays Scarecrow in the Wiz Live? Really? Yes. Oh. So there it is. Okay. Might be I worth didn't catch checking that. it out just so. for that. Uh, um. Oh wait, no yeah, wait. Not, you're saying uh, the movie in in the 2007 gotcha. movie? Yes, okay. it's the same. Gotcha. It's that guy. So cool. It might be worth it just because, as you know, he's an amazing performer as well. <laughs> like, it's not like they got. It's not like a, a definite like step down in quality at right. least of performer. Cool. Um, and then in the movie you get Amanda Bynes in Ariana Grande's role, which is just she's perfect. That's good. Um, uh, <laughs> All right, and then from here we meet, uh, we finally meet Miss Motormouth Maybell. Um, and we get like a little kind of dance, kind of boogieing at the shop, mm-hmm. you know? Did you, catch like, the, uh, uh, did you catch the Hamilton reference with Link? He said, I'm not throwing away my shot. When, the, when they're <laughs> like, when he leaves because he doesn't want to back the people. That's eventually. Is that, is that, did he say that? <laughs> he says, not, I'm not throwing away my uh, shot. And I just immediately blurted that out while watching good so good um yeah i'm just like my girlfriend i'm young something and hungry i don't know because she's young, white and hungry i don't know yeah there it is um so uh yeah they they meet miss motorboat this is where um uh amber and her mom like show up and they're like Link, what are you doing at this at the at the black record store <laughs> um i love how when they come in Everyone like everyone's kind of like grooving and dancing or whatever, and there's like this girl that's grinding on Link, and the guy's just standing there like a plank of wood, <laughs> like he's so. It just looks he looks so uncomfortable, and I thought it was really funny. Um, Tracy's parents also show up. I'm not sure why, other than we're just getting yeah, all the we're characters just here. getting all the characters here, I guess. So it it was they're worth like it walking. to me. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, it's only worth it to me that they're there because when Kristen Chenoweth and Dove Cameron leave, yeah. you get Martin Short just being like, I didn't care for them. <laughs> yeah, and they're they're like and he's like they're they're like are uh what does he say? Someone says are all white people like that? And he's like uh, unfortunately, no, unfortunately he's like, No, only most is what yes. he says, which is pretty funny. <laughs> Um, yeah, but Tracy is heartbroken because Link, they decide what they're going to do basically is, um, like force integration, right? They're going to do it on 
mother-daughter day so that i'm not actually sure what their plan is it doesn't really make any sense to me storm the Um, stage and dance yeah they're just like if we do it on mother-daughter day they can't turn you you and inez away you work for the show or something well they'll just turn her away still they don't care yeah Um, but if you say so but link is not willing to risk it he leaves as you alluded to not throwing Um, away his shot he's not throwing away his shot and tracy is heartbroken um that he doesn't care enough about the cause you know, mm-hmm. to stick with it. Um, Edna is not willing to be on the show, even though I guess in Tracy's mind, that's pivotal because it's mother daughter day that her mother be there. Um, truly. She's not necessary for the integration plot. Very know? true. But I do think Tracy is somebody who is like, yes, integration is like first and foremost on her mind, but her whole character is about helping others. And I do think she really wants to help her mom mm-hmm. get over her agoraphobia, right? Like she wants her mom to be part of the world. So it does make sense to me that she's pushing for her mom to also come and perform, you know? Um, and she gets help convincing her mom with, from Miss Motormouth Maybell, who sings big, blonde, and beautiful. Yeah, Jennifer Hudson, you just great. Just, yeah, you great. think Jennifer Hudson's a good singer? She I seems think like she. Uh, <laughs> I think she's pretty good. So, pretty much nails pretty, it. Pretty, pretty good. There was one part where she was singing, and she was being kind of like sexy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she's singing to the the ensemble people. Are they all supposed to be high school boys? Because I feel like they were all high school boys. I thought you were gonna say you had to turn off the TV and go take a cold shower real quick before continuing it. But absolutely. I mean, yeah, I do that routinely throughout all the movies whenever edna was on screen mostly i'm really into <laughs> edna turnblad uh, that, that harvey voice. firestein voice just oh, it just voice. be it gets me he's so sexy it r- <laughs> makes your loins rumble <laughs> i love harvey firestein <laughs> um okay uh so in the middle of the song they they march onto the station, I guess, like they said they were going to do. I didn't think they were going to literally just like march up with signs like a protest. Yeah, I know? know. I thought they were trying to sneak in. Yeah, I thought so too, but whatever. Uh, and Tracy gets arrested, and that's the end of the first act of the movie. Yeah. Kyle. All right. Oh, no. Cool. Um, what a shame. Yeah. She <laughs> loses her job. Uh, her sponsorship job, right? As a result, we find out because of a phone call to Edna. Mm-hmm. And then, like, this was probably the worst pacing thing in the show to me in this live show that, like, Tracy gets arrested. We come out into act two, and it's like, okay, we get a scene of Edna on the phone where then she talks about how she feels old and useless, and then, like, a song between her and Yeah, it's, Short. it's out of place. I'm like, like, what? I'm like, Guys, Tracy got arrested. Yeah. Can I get like <laughs> yeah. an update on Tracy? Because <laughs> this is another like, this is a rearranging from what the stage musical is. Mm-hmm. It's in the stage musical, it comes back to the Good Morning Baltimore like reprise or like in this other song called The Big Dollhouse. I don't know it. Um, I don't think it's in the movie or whatever, but we like we come back to prison. You know, that's a more logical way to open act yeah. two to me. Whatever though, this scene uh, for when when Harvey was on the phone, when Edna was on the phone, did you notice how like the background noise and screaming that was going on during I that thought scene? I mentioned it. I heard it once. Uh, yeah, it was, I think I did. It, it was weird. I was just like, "What is this? What's happening? Is it part of the scene, or is something just crazy happening?" Like 
off screen, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, whatever. Uh, Tracy's dad sings a song to Edna called You're Timeless to Me, right? Yeah. Nice but um, unnecessary. That's my note. Yeah. So that's fair. That's, that's, I said it's a weird song to put in this spot, but I mean, I like seeing these two over the top performers mm-hmm. just get to go at it, you know? That was really fun. Mm-hmm. And I really did believe, I was like, I believe that these two could build a happy life together. I feel it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm feeling the love here. Um, then after this, we finally cut to the jail where we get uh, a reprise of good morning Baltimore. And this jail cell is jail. like in the street. Like, it's just like, it's so funny. It's like, it's like a, just yeah, bars out to the window. Yeah. I feel like I've seen that in other old movies and stuff. So maybe that's just <laughs> a thing that jails used to be set up that way. I mean, or you could just go like, gawk at the prisoners, like yeah. I get well, I guess it depends on what level of jail it is, right? Like sure. If it's like the the drunk tank where you're just throwing in, you know, whoever the flashers <laughs> or whatever, like maybe they just put them in the cell that's on ground level. Uh, but we do know, I mean, they do address several times that there have been budget cuts. Yes. The budget cuts. They make are a hilarious. lot of jokes about the prison. I love when she's like Link Link shows up to talk to her, and he's like, "Are there no guards?" And she's like, "Well, the governor had to choose between guards or giving himself a raise." Yeah, and you know? so, so yeah. <laughs> um, I did think that the uh, the Good Morning Baltimore reprise was okay, but it was a little. The mix was a little off. I thought the music was overpowering Tracy uh, mm-hmm. in this one. Yeah, I didn't um, have much notes on this one. I had a lot yeah. of uh, some notes on the Without Love, which is the next. The next song. Next yeah. song, which is a about that bigger one. one. But yeah. I this this is where Link shows up to the jail and they like mm-hmm. try to make out through the bars, but they're too far yes. away. And they <laughs> I just I love the I love their like duet to each other. I think it's really funny. And then eventually she just like pushes on the bars and they just yep. come off and he's like what did, did you just yeah. do that and she's like yeah they another budget cut they told me they made me like they make me pinky promise or something to stay in the jail yeah. but i have my fingers crossed behind my back that is the most <laughs> destiny cops tragus like line yeah. ever like we would totally be that lazy of like how does he get out uh there's nobody watching and he just pinky promised to stay in like, yep exactly <laughs> Only you would stay in yeah, the winters. Like, what Tragus, we have to I made a pinky promise is a sacred winters. thing, Winters. <laughs> I made a pinky promise. <laughs> Do you know what that means? Yeah. It'd be great. Uh all right. Um yeah, she does bring I I like the song Without Love um a lot. I just without love. I just that's a fun <laughs> melody to sing. <laughs> Um, I love this kind of character arc that Link has, though, that you mostly get in musicals, I feel like, which is character is a piece of shit only to immediately change their mind like two scenes later. Yeah. For no reason other than we needed like a little bit of dramatic tension for a second. Yeah, just for a second. (laughs) Link is like, I'm not going to go with you, Tracy. Next scene, Tracy gets arrested. Next scene, Link is like, Tracy, I'm back in 100%. Screw you, dude. Like you, you just feel bad because they all got arrested and you didn't because you left. Like that's all you're coming back for. You don't really feel... He came around to the right cause eventually, Kyle. In Maybe musical, he'll learn over time. Musical, no, in musical <laughs> uh, logic, yes, he did. Yes. But in real life, no, this dude's crappy. Get out of here. You, you in know. real life, I might be like, well, 
I think you're doing this for the wrong reason, but there's still we need every hand we can get, and I think we can we can sway you. You know, <laughs> I mean, the fact that he's willing to do anything at all, even if it's for the wrong reasons, probably got to take what you can get when we're talking about non-integration, like <laughs> non-integrated areas. Um, yeah, and then well, at the same time as this, we haven't really addressed that um, because we haven't really addressed anything of Ariana because she just melts into the background and is not good in this but she has like a romance with seaweed mm-hmm. and he shows up to like her house and steals her away um she's just not a very good actor that's mostly what yeah. my notes are. but her mom is funny especially yeah, when she, she's great yeah when she comes in the room and she rolls across the bed yeah that's <laughs> so funny <laughs> it's such an unnecessary thing i loved it it's like there wasn't um, room for her to walk around with the camera there so she had to roll yeah. is what i pictured but I pictured it like she was going for like that move where someone slides across the hood of a police car, really cool, but <laughs> it's just a bed, so she just has to roll across, which is very goofy, very. But the uh, I do like how the penny and seaweed stuff is so like overtly horny, like incredibly horny, yeah. But that does tie a little bit back into the aspect of how it feels like the movie is fetishizing black people, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, it's a little, I mean, it's fine because who cares, but it is funny when uh, Seaweed is singing about how he has a girl with like white skin as white as snow or whatever, and it's Ariana Grande who is yeah, just she's like not, <laughs> not at all like white as snow. White. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. her ethnicity is exactly. I have no idea. But either, like, but she's very tan at least. At, the, at a so, minimum, yeah. she's incredibly tan. I'm going to guess that she is not like of pure caucasian mm-hmm. descent or whatever like she's not some uh snow white alabaster figure yeah. <laughs> to like put on a pedestal or whatever yeah um, and her last yes. she pronounces her last name grandy is how she pronounces her last does name. she really yeah I no i've seen idea. an interview and she talks about the grandy fam- family going stuff i'm like did she like what in the world grandy like, family grand- <laughs> like grandy it's not grande I think I'm everyone gonna, says grande. Can I get I, a can I get a grandy pumpkin spice cold brew? Yeah, that's how mm. I've said it every time. And they're mm. they're like, wait, are you part of Ariana's family? And I say yes. It is <laughs> yes, me. Yes, I am her brother. It's, I'm her I'm her other brother. Kyle Grandy. <laughs> Kyle Grandy. Um, like Daryl Grady. Kyle Grandy. I don't know. Daryl Grady. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying to like quickly look at Ariana Grandy's, uh, page to see if I can figure out her ethnicity, but who really cares? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna not care. We're gonna move <laughs> on. Uh, who cares? There's the answer. Um, after that song, Kyle, um, we get a news broadcast with Billy Eichner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I love. It's great to see him. I just I love Billy. Billy, Eichner. I just love seeing seeing him all over the place. He just did another. It's been years since he's done Billy on the Street, but he just Ooh, did, did another he one. one? Uh, he's promoting his new uh, for Bros. For Bros. Yeah. And uh, just just love the guy. And uh, do you want to go see that movie together, Kyle? Just a couple it looks of bros? pretty funny. Seems like a bro pretty, movie. Seems like a good bro movie for you and I to go a see. Bros. I think it looks great. It like, looks uh, hilarious. Yeah, I re- yeah. I watched the Red Band trailer and it may be a bit, a bit much, but um, uh, for me, but Kyle can't handle this kind of sexual humor. No, I th- I literally laughed through the whole Red Band trailer. It's mostly just thinking, I don't know if I can really go see this like with Carrie as like a date night thing. I don't think it's gonna be something that she'll she'll tolerate as much, but 
I'm I like the director. It's the same director as uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Which okay, I love that great. movie. Yeah, great movie. Um, so I'm I'm excited. I think it, I think it'll be hilarious. Comedies. It looks hilarious. Yeah, yeah. The, the studio comedy, especially like a one that gets released in a theater, is mm-hmm. such a rare thing that I, especially if it's like not somehow related to Judd Apatow. You know, like <laughs> it feels like every comedy is like fucking Judd Apatow people just improvising half of their lines yeah so I'm excited for a movie that's written and is and a rom-com you know I love a rom-com mm-hmm. so I'm yeah I'm I'm big I'm big in I'm big in I can't wait for that one speaking of comedies Kyle um you'd like the movie Confess Fletch okay that came out it had zero marketing <laughs> so you've probably never heard of it uh it stars John Hamm <laughs> um, and it is a reboot of a film it's like based on books but there were two movies in the 80s starring Chevy Chase as the character of Fletch oh it's that Fletch okay yeah yeah, it's that Fletch um, it's John Hamm is like a former news reporter who's kind of like a private investigator now but it's just like a really I heard it described uh, as both like an airport novel in film form <laughs> or like uh or like a movie you can watch with your uncle. You know? It's just like that kind of movie, but it's really it's got some good jokes and it's very pleasant and it's got a little bit of like the uh just a dab, not a lot, but just a dab of that kind of like oceans kind of classy mystery vibe. Okay. You know? Cool. Or like so I think I think you should watch it. I think you'd like it a lot. It will be it was released simultaneously on VOD and in theaters. We're actually it's weird it's in our theater because it's only released in like 500 theaters oh, wow. uh, nationally. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you can, uh, it'll be on Showtime at the end of October. You can watch it there as well. Okay. Anyone listening? Cool. Sounds go. good. Just trying to plug it because I want them to make a sequel because I really liked it. <laughs> uh, so I just want people to watch it and have, it have any chance. John Hamm wanted to make it so badly that in order to get three extra days of filming, he gave back 60% of his salary. 60%. On the movie. Wow. 60%. Which... <laughs> To be fair, he is in Top Gun Maverick, the number one movie. So he of doesn't the need year. the movie. So he probably doesn't money. need money from yeah. anything else, right? That thing's still in theaters cracking the top five like 18 weeks into its Insane. release. It's crazy. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, great. Now that we've had our Fletch uh, diversion, um, we get back. We're back on Hairspray, Kyle. So. Um, Billy Eichner has this news broadcast. They all come uh, to Miss Maybell's place, who wants them to try again to do the integration plan during the pageant. This time, they're going to make the wise decision, I think, of not directly storming to the building with signs. <laughs> um, but they, uh, in order to convince them all, Jennifer Hudson sings, I know where I've been, right? Mm-hmm. Which is obviously like her big show-stopping number. And it's great. It is. I have some thoughts, though, Oh, about this one. First of all, before we get into any thoughts, I would like to say, is Ariana Grande two feet tall? Because when she's next to Jennifer Hudson, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it like, is. She looks, she looks like, so tiny. It's like, it looks like, like, a, like an 11-year-old next to their mom mm-hmm. or something whenever they're next to each other. Um, it's just great. Um, so this song is great, and it's, like, incredible and soulful and powerfully sung and all that. But I feel like because the rest of the movie has been so kind of, like, 
I don't know, like flippant or over the top and tropey and stuff with all of the black characters and the way that we're fetishizing them. It just feels like maybe, especially because this is all written by white people, I feel a little weird about this big, heavy, emotional song that's calling on like the actual dark history, you know, that sure. uh, an oppression of this race as like to get me emotionally invested in like the 11th hour of this musical that hasn't really wanted to delve into these things seriously and engage with them seriously. It's just weird then to have white people kind of like using this history as an emotional button when writing mm-hmm. the song. Yeah. So I'm not like, I'm not even necessarily complaining about it because it, it, no matter what, it at least has me thinking. I like anything that has me thinking and questioning things because that's what art mm-hmm. is supposed to do, right? So I don't know. Just some thoughts I had while watching it that I was a little like, it just does put it, this is like, great. When you think about the making know. of it, it yeah. you know, like, I don't know. It's white people making a story about this. And mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. But I think I think she does a great. It's Jennifer Hudson. She, it sounds mean, great. So who am I to listen? Yeah. They all wanted to be in the movie, right? Like yeah. every every black cast member wanted to be in it, and I'm sure they have more authority to say what is fine and what isn't than me, obviously. <laughs> and she fucking crushes the song, so I'm not really complaining. Like, yeah, just ooh. interesting. Just makes you think. It is, and it I, there were actually complaints about this song uh, in the uh, when the show first started. I read, and it was like. Not necessarily the same lines as where I'm coming from, but people did complain that it felt like kind of too sad or heavy all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And also that it was it is kind of weird that like uh, this is the big like 11th hour song, you know, of the musical, which would normally be sung by the lead right. of the musical. So it is not interesting this, that no, it's not Tracy who yeah. sings it. Yeah. But whatever, I'm not mad about it because it's better than whatever Tracy probably would have sung. Not that she's bad, but she's not Jennifer Hudson. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, after that, though, everyone's fired up. They're going to go and they're going to try to integrate again. Uh, after that, we get a song called It's Hairspray, which is like clearly just a we're stalling so people can dress change or whatever, you know, song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just more of the Corny Collins people, and they're all really good, but it's not. I do love the name Corny Collins as Corny a character Collins. name. It's great. <laughs> Corny Collins. He's really good in the movie, too. He's played by um, James Marsden, who we oh, cool. nice. were just talking about. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about if he was going to be in Disenchanted, and then the next day, <laughs> the Disenchanted <laughs> yeah. trailer dropped with him in it, which mm. was really funny. So, yeah. Um, he's great in it, obviously. Uh, not as good a dancer as this fucking guy, though. Derek. Oh, Derek Huff. 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 Julianne Huff. <laughs> Julianne Huff's brother, Derek. Yes. And just, where did this? How did this family get so good at dancing? I don't know. Probably a lot of. I mean, signed up for a lot of classes and parents that wouldn't let them quit when they wanted to would be my guess. Probably. Um. So they infiltrate the show, though, Kyle. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Jennifer Hudson is there like posing as a security guard. I thought it was really funny when Kristen Chenoweth was standing right next to her and is so much shorter that she would definitely be able to see under the helmet to see who yeah. is in it. Yes, it's very obvious. <laughs> Helmet's so like weird. open. <laughs> Whatever. Um uh after uh we get a song from uh Amber, aka Dove Cameron, called Cooties, mm-hmm. um, which is just her singing about 
how Tracy has cooties and sucks, basically. Yeah. What do you think about uh, Dove in this? Because you did not like Dove in Kyle. You know what in, I have uh, written down? In you know, my uh, one note. What? On, my note on this is I like Dove a lot more in this than I did in Descendants. Yeah, she's so, good. I thought she was good. She's yeah. Good. This song is nothing, but she's good at it. I got it. love yeah. for Dove. Not really. You got Dove got, love. Got Dove love. I got like Dove like. Yeah, I'll go with like. But uh, she's great. She really is she, good. And I was like, she yes. She's very good. good. Scott's going to love her. Um, eat his words. I mean, love. Great. Good. Perfect. A masterpiece. Um, <laughs> she wins the crown by one boat, which was funny. Yeah. Uh, like when someone wins by one boat. Uh, or does she win, Kyle? Oh, because no. that was her song. But now it's time for Tracy's song, who doesn't sneak in. She's just there. And so are Lincoln Seaweed. <laughs> yeah. They're just there. Everyone's just there. Uh, we're all just here. We got to wrap this shit up because you can't stop the beat, Kyle. You can't um, stop the beat. You can't stop the... Yeah, I've never seen this musical, but I recognize a lot of the songs because I've been show choir and have seen... Solo they are some catchy songs for show choir purposes, especially. Yeah, um, yeah the, she comes in, she's singing her big song. Uh, I thought people would immediately, like, Seaweed is there dancing with her, so they've just integrated. Wouldn't people be freaking out immediately? <laughs> like, I just was like, there's no way they'd let her keep singing, but whatever, it's a musical. Um, uh, I thought, uh, I mean, I like this song a lot. It's just a big, like, final number of everyone coming in and saying you're not gonna stop us from integrating you can't stop progress right yeah you can't stop forward momentum you can't stop the beat no matter what you do we're gonna move forward as a society and this is our first step in that um i did think ariana grande all i know we've been shitting on her a lot but also (laughs) surprisingly she can't really dance that well yeah like no I really was like, I just assume any pop star is going to be a good dancer at a minimum, but she's pretty stiff. She's pretty not great. Um, yeah, it's just is very far from her MO. And I haven't seen like a lot of her stuff, but like she's, yeah. It's just that she's uncomfortable without a ponytail. I mean, she doesn't know what so. to do. I think so. <laughs> she's lost. That's the source of her power. It Kyle. is. And when they smother that, she doesn't know who she is. Um, I just like that it's like Tracy at the end of the song she's like from henceforth the Corny Collins show will be integrated and I just want to be you don't have the authority to do that ma'am yeah. who are you Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, they're just like this song's so good we're just gonna do it mm. uh, and then it's the big happy ending Kyle yeah. like that's pretty much it Tracy wins um, her mom comes out of the giant hairspray bottle in the yeah. back and, and it's great she she comes yeah. out of her shell. She looks gorgeous. Uh, and uh, Penny's mom and her makeup, because her mom also has the hots for the for the black mm-hmm. kid. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah he, like um, she like squeezes his butt too. Like, she does. Uh, and perhaps most depressing and realistic of all is that Velma gets a promotion. Yes, to be does. in charge of black cosmetics, <laughs> and which she is faints because like, oh, she's bummer. like uh, she she. <laughs> Like loves it, but then realizes what the job is and faints because she's super racist. So it just feels like so close to reality that you really find is. out like the person in charge yep. of the black cosmetics line is actually a super racist old white lady. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah, 
this uh, this whatever. ending is so long that you can't stop the beat. Just it like keeps going. I was like kind of yeah. They tired. do like a reprise of it. Of it um, it's unnecessary the reprise. I would say, mm-hmm. although uh, Jennifer Hudson does look the bomb.com in her gold jumpsuit. So she looks you know, great. She does. Uh, it is like a prolonged show choir bow or something. That just mm-hmm. But it's not going. even the bow yet, though. I know, because we have this unnecessary... Well, I guess I understand why they added it, but just unnecessary story-wise song to add it still. Feels, it feels uh, very tacked on. Uh, it's yeah. probably good that it's in there. But um, yes. but it's uh, and it's just weird that it's Ariana and, and Jennifer Hudson Jennifer singing. Jennifer Hudson, like, yeah. What? You're not... Neither of you are like big yeah. character. I said I was watching. I'm like, am I supposed to be watching Jennifer Hudson and Ariana Grande right now, or am I watching Penny and Motormouth Maybell singing this? Yeah, you know, I, who knows? I don't. I'm know. gonna go with the the form. I think it's supposed to just be them. them yeah, Ariana, because this is part of the Grandy. bow or the call, the curtain call yeah. with all the actors, and I do like that they do that for this. And we, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's a nice ending to the live musical, and everyone's happy and partying, and it was always just a good feeling. The curtain call is always just so fun to do at the end because like you're just like relaxed, and yeah, we made it through the musical, and I get to just like dance on stage at the end so it's just it's fun to kind of live through the actors a little bit if you've if you've been on stage before it's kind of a i I just always enjoyed personally the end of musicals where we did that so i i I had that same thought especially i don't know why but when like martin short was going to bow i just had a thought i was like man he's probably done this like Ten thousand times, right? Like this is like, <laughs> like such a second nature day at work to him yeah. to like come out and gesture and then bow, like you know. Yeah. It's just, How many times has he done that? <laughs> that's just probably it's just such a great feeling, though. You're right; it is really fun to take a bow. More things in life should give you the opportunity to take a bow mm-hmm. uh, when you're done. We should take a bow at the end of this podcast, Kyle. We- <laughs> uh, It'll be your final curtain call. It will. As I'm we getting know, but, uh, a real curtain call at the end. So, <laughs> oh no, my time's running uh, short. They're here. Uh, they're in the room. If uh, you didn't know, they're just they're it's waiting. just a bunch of people with like baseball bats that are like doing that thing where they're hitting it on their hand. No, and they're very at respectful though. They're not quite hitting it on their hand because oh, they don't want to make noise. Just that tiny bit of space. Yeah, just, it's threatening, but it's polite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. I wish he wouldn't smoke, though. I mean, like, oh, that's going to be, you're going to sound like like... Harvey Firestein by the end of this recording. Yeah. Uh, He's actually putting it out. (laughs) What a nice guy. Wow, okay. Well, he's amenable, so maybe he'll, uh, maybe you can reason with him. Can I, yeah, I mean, these are like the, I could be in the deep state, maybe, maybe a, because these are deep state guys, right? That's, that's what's happening. That's right. You know, Kyle, I'll be honest, uh, I, I was, almost asleep on the floor of my office before we started this recording and i don't remember uh, what we set up anymore <laughs> you're yeah. asleep on the floor of your office I, what happened I was, did you i got done with work and i laid down on my i was like so tired that i just laid down no on the floor i don't think that's like true i think you were and, on your way to the office skipping in the hallway because you were just joy- mm-hmm. joyously haha it's podcast Yay, time and then you hit your night. and then you hit your head on the door frame mm-hmm. and knock yourself out well what happened was there was this girl named amber who was jealous that i was the new it girl in school and so she Mm. hit me with a dodgeball in the back of the head and i was knocked unconscious that boing yeah that sound effect from this it's great 
Um, Kyle, we're so we're almost yeah. There's the curtain call. They they sing the song. Come so far, got so far to go. I more than ever, I thought it was hilarious when Ariana Grande was next to Jennifer Hudson in their like bright bedazzled outfits, where Jennifer Hudson looks like the most curvaceous, beautiful, powerful woman ever, <laughs> and then there's just like this stick bug next to her yeah. trying to sing. <laughs> whatever um yeah ultimately tacked on number but it's fine yeah and i thought that ariana did a good job with this just still not her great greatest stuff because i really think that she's the best singer that disney's produced i don't know who else would be but i don't know i didn't know that disney produced her yeah what about uh she was in um everyone what about demi lovato is demi lovato i like her better i like her better than demi I think she's a better singer. You like than Demi. her better than Demi. What does Demi sing? Demi sings that song "Sorry Not Sorry," right? Yeah, she sings a lot of songs. I really but... like that song. I don't know. I can't think of any Ariana Grande songs that I know. I knew one Demi song, maybe if it was her. Ariana's just got a lot of those pop songs that have, that have come and gone, and I knew them very well at the time, but now I'm just blanking on all of them. Same with Demi, you know, like. Yeah. Something like that. Are you singing carnival music? What am I hearing? That's Ariana Grande's carnival music. It's her carnival song. The old ragtime piano numbers that Ariana Grande sings. She did Thank You Next, but I didn't like that song. No. You said No Thank You Next. Yeah. No, but Ariana Grande, she's got a Christmas song that I really like. Mm. Which is Is that the uh Wait, that's Santa Tell Me. That is what it is. That's how it goes. Santa Tell Me. Tell me. I do like that song. No, there's um there's a different one that she did that I liked. It was I don't know, whatever. But who cares, Kyle? Let's talk about our best performers. We're almost done. Why are you dragging this out? I don't know. What are you trying to stall I'm for? I'm like Kyle? Harvey Fierstein in this, dragging it out. Just hey. drag. Uh, my best performer, <laughs> who you're going to disagree with, but maybe you don't know. Ephraim Sykes is seaweed. I thought I just loved this guy when he's on sta- on screen. I think that he was the second best dancer. Um, besides Derek Huff, I think maybe, mm-hmm. but um, I thought he just kills it on screen. Um, I thought there's a lot of really good performers in this, and I really liked his number and uh, his dance moves and the the splits he did, and um, thought he just just does a did an excellent job. So he gets my best performer, and he gets um, uh, well, they don't get an award on this show, do they? They get a tiara when they win the well, he hairspray gets, pageant. He gets the made-for-TV podcast tiara from me. Ooh, look so. at that. Um, gosh, I was really hoping you were going to pick one of the people on my list because I can't decide who to pick, but unfortunately he's not one of my people. Not that I thought he was bad, it's just I just didn't love his performance vocally in that one song. I agree he is the second-best dancer pretty easily um, of all the people. Uh, I think I'm going to, it's, if I'm going singing, I want to give it to Jennifer Hudson uh, Mm -hmm. because obviously she did such a great job. If I'm going like acting performance, I love Harvey Firestein as Edna. (laughs) Uh, And then if I'm going dancing, I want it to be Derek as Corny Collins. They're just all different. What are you going to do? It's, 
is it a dancing show? It's kind of a dancing show. I kind it of is, mm. but to me, when I, you know what, I'm going to give it to, I'm going to give it to Jennifer Hudson, Kyle, and I'm going to give a special shout out though, because what I really love the most in this show is the songs themselves. So I'm going to give a, a special word to Mark Scheiman and Scott Whitman, who are the composers for Hairspray. Yeah. How about that? Uh, it's good. They did a great job, I guess. I think they're the right people to credit. Maybe I should look at the, uh, let me double check. <laughs> Make sure I got the right people. Um, yeah. The, 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 yes. Music is by Mark Scheiman. Lyrics are by Scott Whitman and Mark Scheiman together. So there we go. Cool. Uh, so mostly Mark Scheiman I'm giving it to because I like the music. I don't, I don't, I'm bad at listening to lyrics. So there we go. Uh, yeah. Uh, but Jennifer Hudson, because she's actually in this. She gets my best performer. <laughs> Way to go, Jennifer Hudson. You get... Uh, you get Derek How Hoff's mirror ball from Dancing with the Stars. You get to take it. You're taking it from him. He lost it. His dancing alone didn't win him the award, so he doesn't deserve it. Uh, yeah, that's it, cool. Kyle. Uh, I think I'm actually more positive. Yeah, on this I'll, go first, you I'm, go uh, first? yeah. yeah. Um, I re- I've realized this month I have unfairly really ranked or uh, or um. Uh, reviewed these musicals because I've mm-hmm. seen all the ones that we've already done. And so mm. the way I ranked, the, the way I rated those were not for the original material. It was for really the, um, uh, the execution the of execution, the live musical, format. live musical performances, new, ta- new, new things, new takes. So that's how way I ranked those. So if I were to rank this one in those similar fashion, in the similar fashion as those, this one's probably going to, it's probably, I mean, it's just as good. It's better than yeah. the other ones really, as far as it's per- production in my eyes. I love the grease format of it. So like four and a half or whatever on production. My problem yeah. is I just don't really enjoy this musical a whole lot. Um, I love I think, well, what I would call the first and second acts, but there's, you know, it's a musical, so there's two acts, but it's probably just act one is probably what I really like. And I think my major problem is I find it so uninteresting that like there's this big buildup for her to get on the show. And then the second half, the big buildup is to get back on the show. It's like the same location. And it's like, it feels very just dull to me that it's like the same spot and they're, they're getting back on the show uh, it, it just, I wish there was something different. I wish that the first part wasn't her getting on the show maybe and winning at school. And then like, there's the big show and she's learning about, Oh, this, this whole thing is kind of racist. Let's like shake it up and, 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 and change things. And then it would feel a little bit better to me. It just felt kind of anticlimactic that I was like, Oh, it's just the kind of the same set at the end. And I just knew that was coming the whole time. And so it just kind of falls off at the end uh, story-wise for me. Um, and, uh, the music is great. Um, but overall, I don't know. I think overall it's like, it's like a three and a half, you know, I still enjoy the music and I think it's fun. I just don't feel like it's just well, a well executed story. I don't know. And this one, you know, there's just the moments that are off with, uh, like she went to jail and that her parents are dancing in the streets. Like it, just off moments that don't the pacing doesn't seem right and so that's kind of my mixed bag it's kind of tough where i feel like i've reviewed the other ones so differently this month and this one is one i hadn't seen at all and so it's just very fresh to me but 
but that's it. That's the that's the I, review. I, I, I like it. You listen. You are upfront about it, so I think it's all fair, Kyle. Uh, I mean, th- now we're definitely going to kill you, but I mean, it's fine. <laughs> uh, no, I guess I see where you're coming from. I think I don't know if it's the plot or just the pacing of it that's the issue, but it's like because I like the idea in theory of like the first act being this buildup of Tracy. Uh, gaining popularity and steam so that she can enact change and it being sort of like a downfall that then she has to build herself back up. Like that's basic story structure. It just doesn't feel like we get to, I don't know, linger on her becoming the it girl enough or whatever, just because things have to move so quickly. And then we just kind of fly through the end, you know? So I guess I see where you're coming from. Um, but for me, Kyle, my first thought is I really don't have much to complain about here. Ooh. Uh, I think hairsprays, like I said, it's messaging or it's politics are perhaps a bit outdated. But to me, it is very much like, I mean, John Waters is someone who uses drag performers in his movies. And obviously this has a big drag performance in it. It's like this whole thing is like drag to me where we're exaggerating and heightening elements about these taboo subjects just so we can all become more comfortable with them and discuss them and kind of think about them. Maybe things that we would automatically shut our minds away from uh, normally. So I like that element of it. Um, There are maybe a few weaker performances in this one for me, but no one who straight up bombs or ruins any of the numbers. And I think the key thing for me here is that, like, Hairspray might have my favorite songs in any fucking musical. Oh, jeez. Like, I love, like, as a a soundtrack, it's like this and Fiddler on the Roof are, like, the two where I'm like, I love, like, every song on this thing, almost. (laughs) Like, I want to sing along to everything. Um, so I just love the music in this show. I think pretty much everything is really catchy. I thought it, it was more visually engaging than something like The Wiz Live, which like we said had amazing performances, but had so much where it felt like people were just sort of standing there, not really mm-hmm. using the stage. This one felt like we really explored these immersive sets with great choreography during the numbers. Uh, and I thought it was very nice. We had a return to the live performance energy that we'd been missing because we had that rent rehearsal and yeah. that whiz no audience thing. Um, honestly, I, I uh, well, I, I get where you're coming from with the plot, but I'm so not focused on plot with the musical i guess or at least with this one that's how i I felt with the other ones too like i was like who cares about the plot i know the plot and i was just focusing on the music and so it was so this was new to me where i I was just like i'm thinking about this movie while i'm watching it way differently than than i've thought about the other ones this month but yeah go ahead but no no i and i was just gonna my last note on this kyle is honestly i would take this over the hairspray movie uh, that wow, exists. Okay. I would like to watch this more. I think that that movie is definitely tighter and more. I think you'd probably like it more. Like it is tighter. It has great production value. The singers are mostly like fantastic and everything. Like it's not a bad movie by any means, but it's just that that Edna performance that makes me not want to watch it. Whereas this one, I there's the big the important performances. I like all of them in this <laughs> and I love all the songs and I'm giving it four out of five cans of hairspray Kyle nice not four and a half though not four and a half I can't go no it's got it's got too many flaws I mean there are some bad performances there are times when the mixing is bad or people <laughs> sound out of breath you know there's not if it were like 
if it were perfectly executed, it would be like a four and a half. Because, like, I mean, Hairspray's not a perfect story, like you said. And I already have issues with its kind of making, mm-hmm. in a way. So, like, the highest it could ever get out of me is a four <laughs> and a half if it was absolutely perfectly done. This isn't perfect. Four, four out of five. Nice. Four out of five for me. Cool, yeah. cool. All right. <laughs> That's it. We talked hairspray. We Mama, did it. We're we made big it. girls now. We made it through yeah. the month of mu- musicals. We did it live. live. We did it live. Ooh. Worked out. People loved it. There's still there's uh, cheers coming from around the world right now. It's mm-hmm. the loudest sound since uh, Wilbur Turnblad's couch whoopee cushion. Yeah. <laughs> and the big guy, oh, the big guy in the room is giving me a thumbs up. So I guess, yeah, yeah, I guess he's enjoyed it. So that's great. <laughs> holding a gun but uh, like it's... Ugh, he just did that he did a thumbs up but then he put it to his throat and did that like <laughs> he did, dead yeah. motion so he's smiling kind of and he's just smiling at me i just oh man well bef- i guess before uh before it's all over for me we could play a game so yeah sure let's do this good he agreed if to the it's game, a, an imminent game, death game so. is it like saw is it do you want to play a game uh yeah uh do you want to wager everything maybe if you lose the game then i then you have to take my spot and i get to live maybe is it that good you know you know i can't i'm so confident that i'm gonna do it kyle okay you're definitely gonna win this game though that that's for sure it's you're definitely it's so easy but i mean it's basically your idea i think but i i said you said i can't do it i gotta play i gotta play make-believe games with my friends so so I did mm-hmm. it, but it's uh, That's exactly what I said to you. <laughs> but it's, uh, uh, you can't stop the beat, right? You can't stop the beat. Well, you can't. You can. it can't be You done. can stop the beat. You know, oh, to some of these what? big dance, big songs that are dancing songs, right? And we're mm-hmm. gonna stop the beat. Take off the beat. We're we're slowing it down for some nice piano versions of these songs now when you say piano do you mean the instrument or the volume level both i just want to be clear oh (laughs) yeah we're gonna be slowing it down and scott i've got five tracks that i've sent you and Mm -hmm. uh we're gonna go one by one and all you got to do is just identify the song See, and the say, artist. Say, I'm going to say the say song and the artist because I want to live. That's Yeah, you're that's definitely going to win if I, you need that because you you must remember, of course, I don't know any song titles or any musical artists. Well, so. to help you out, all of these songs either have dance in the lyrics or dance oh. in the name. Oh, all but okay. one of them have dance in the, in, in the name of the song. Okay. But they all, in the parts with the piano, the lyric dance is in there, so... So right. yeah, so you may not get the first one, but you'll get a lot of these. So I I'm I'm confident. Let's do it. So, Should I just start it? Let's start it up. First start one. With Go a, for round it. Round one. Let's listen. I do know this one, Kyle. <laughs> That is a song titled after one of my favorite actors, uh, Uma Thurman. Good. By. Do you know who it's by? Fallout Boy? Yes, it is. She wants to dance like Uma, Uma Thurman. Thurman. That's from a movie, right? That's the yeah, one. It's from, I don't know if it's from a movie, I think actually. It, I but the, think it's a scene from a movie she dances, and like that's what their whole 
thing is so all right but i believe that there's like the part in the music where it goes like doesn't it have a part where it's like yes it sounds like the it sounds like the munsters theme song it's like the munsters theme music i don't know i'm i'm not gonna play them side by side i don't have the munsters theme music queued up because i didn't know this was coming but <laughs> listen to it think about it it sounds monsters oh it's me. uh it's literally in pulp fiction when she dances is what it's from oh it's like the music video of this no or no, no it's like what their inspiration was like i want to dance oh, like for, oh i thought the you thurman. meant like this song was from a movie that oh, no, no, no. is in i was Uma like thurman dancing in a movie yeah I, they're doing yeah. the dance from the the twist number in with john travolta yeah sure been talking about. i would certainly know that if i'd seen pulp fiction so that's uh that's there that, drop that bomb right there that's boom just ridiculous. and i'm now i'm never gonna <laughs> see it i'm never gonna see it guys oh you'll see it. see it oh you'll see it buddy boy <laughs> you're not gonna kill me right away they're not gonna no, kill me right away no, well, I'm, okay. I'm gonna lose this game specifically so that I die but I'm writing up <laughs> a last request right now that Kyle has to watch uh, Pulp Fiction <laughs> okay how about we go to number two then let's, let's see. do number two slow it down number mm-hmm. two It sounds like you might know the song. With somebody who knows me. Don't you want to dance? Whitney Houston. Nice. I want to dance with you somebody, got it. baby. How can you not? They're doing a, I think it's the name of her movie that's coming out that you'll probably love. Because it's written by the same person who wrote Bohemian Rhapsody, at least. I know that much. Okay. Uh, cool. Yeah. A little biopic about Whitney coming out. Yeah, I knew about that. She wants so to cool. dance with somebody. I don't know if you've heard. I Nope. haven't. That's what Tracy wanted. That's literally all Tracy wanted. That you could sum up hairspray. I want to dance with somebody. Yep. (laughs) That's it. Uh, All right. Move on to number three. Moving on. Number three. Moving on. Slowing it down to number three. know it's that song i hope you but do you know the artist i don't think you're gonna get this one definitely don't have zero idea you don't know leanne womack oh how did i not get leanne womack (laughs) come on everyone knows leanne womack all the all the people on the leanne womack forums are gonna be coming for me well i have hope because if you get the don't get the rest of these, then yeah. I win. Then you get to live. <laughs> so, telling you so right now, I'm gonna die. What do I get if I win? Why did I agree to this? I was already in the clear. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I ever agree? Oh well, it, uh, I don't know. What? Well, who knows? I didn't know that song. So let's hopefully you get lucky. And you should have just picked really obscure songs. Don't Kyle, worry. You would. I did yeah. not pick obscure songs. 
Perfect. They're all. Let's, this is the. Yeah, I just wanted a nice, easy game for you. You know what? I just wanted to great. chill. You know, it's fun to hear these piano versions, little clips of them. And uh, people like the audio clip games. They like them. I've heard feedback before, and not good. the bad kind of feedback on a podcast. Not the. Yeah. No. 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 Not that. Positive feedback. Oh. Good. About, these they like the audio games okay cool all right well with that in mind kyle should we number four number how about this how about this we'll do number four slowing it down never mind we'll do we'll just do it normal number number four we'll just do it normal we'll just do it normal Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's the song Just Dance. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem is I'm not positive I know who sings the song oh. Just Dance. Oh. my! This could be so wrong, and it probably is, but my guess is Rihanna. Oh. Ah. No idea I might win Just this Dance. game. You might. Who the hell sings it? We did this. Scott, we have we danced to this song in Powder Puff. Who the hell sings it? <laughs> Lady Gaga. Is it Lady Gaga? Yeah. Oh, wow, I got that. I don't know why. Wait, did okay, North Central 08, did they do a Rihanna song and uh, that song? No, or am the, I... the Rihanna song was um, uh, um, uh, Don't Please Don't Stop the Music. Please don't stop please the music. Stop That's the, what I was thinking of in my head. I had the wrong. Yes, just dance. Of course, that's Lady Gaga. Oh, the... well, this one, of this course. last one, I I know that I would not have gotten. Damn it! I just picturing the North Central Eight girl in my head, and that's why I said. <laughs> just got interesting, boys. You might not be taking me tonight. Uh, I think no. they might kill me anyways. Oh, they, no. <laughs> kind of angry. So, uh, yeah. Here's here's number five, and uh, I think I might be living actually. So we'll see. All right, All right. we'll see. We'll see. Let's hear. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill you, Kyle. <laughs> hear it in my head uh, it's like i want to listen to it again but that's not fair you could listen, listen to, it to it again if again. you want i could listen to it again he said i could i'm gonna It's that end part where I'm like, I can almost 
think of what they're saying, but I can't. <laughs> it's right there. It's you right there. <laughs> so, darling, save the last dance for me. Save the, the last dance for that? me. Well, the version that I know, which I was going to give you points if you knew any version of this song, because there's a lot of people who sing it. But the one that I'm most familiar with is the Michael Bublé version. But mm. but it's the Drifters originally, the group, the mm. Drifters. So, well, send them to my house, Kyle. All right, shoo uh... shoo, on, on your way. Yeah. To, uh, well, let's Scott's quickly... house. You know where it's at because that's where all the meetings are for the. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. they've got state, the address. So. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we better wrap this up quick. Uh, let's see, Kyle. That'll do it next week. Uh, this beginning of our Halloween season. Ooh, spooky. Ooh. And you've mandated, you've kind of encroached on my territory uh, and mandated that we cover Hocus Pocus too. Usually, I don't do uh, much mandating, but it's uh, he mandated. He saw the Bros you, trailer know, one too many times. Say, and he you and mandating. I are going to Bros, and we're mandating. Oh man, I really yes, do need to uh, see that movie because it looks so. So funny. I mean, like, I, I was great. joking about how it would be funny if we were like oblivious and we're like, just we're two bros. Let's go on. A, let's go together. Let's we'll absolutely see it should do it. I love it. Yeah, we should. Yeah, like I'll go see it. I'm happy to. Um, but uh, so we're doing Hocus Pocus two next week. Hot. It'll be a fresh hot release. Hot right? off the the press. Ooh, ah, burning hot my fingers. The... It's so hot. Mm-hmm. This release. Uh, like a like a like a Wendy's chicken sandwich that they gave you too too early, or the juice is built up into it, and you take a bite, and it explodes all over your lips, and oh, it's so hot that wow. you're burning, and you almost crash your car on the road. This is not based on any real life <laughs> situations. Uh, it's that kind of hot. That's how hot this is gonna be, baby. Hocus pocus too. Hopefully. As long as I'm alive, we'll be doing that next week. <laughs> um, uh, until then, though, Kyle, should we uh, should we turn off the uh, turn off the take uh, turn off the TV, take out the tape? Huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's take it out. Yeah, We're done. Yeah. We're done. Uh, if you're listening, like what you hear, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on whatever app you're listening to your podcast on, you piece of shit. Uh, go to our website, madefortvpodcast.com. Follow us on social media, at madefortvpodcast. That's at made the number four TV podcast. Thank you to Chris Rasbach for our theme song, and thank you to Maggie for our artwork. Until next time, I'm Scott. And I'm Cut. Ca- hey, I'm looking out the window. Uh, <laughs> turns out Arnold's out there, and he's murdered all of those guys. They're all dead. So the ghost of Arnold saved us. Yeah. Well, I think he's actually, I think he's, I guess he's the ghost, right? He's not back. Well, he died most recently. Unless, well, you did have that Lazarus pit installed. He did right? say, I'll be back as when he, he did. He is so. always saying, I'll be back. You never yeah, know what that is. He's giving me two thumbs up. I'm kind of scared of Arnold too. So <laughs> yeah, that's I, maybe you dodged a bullet, back. but yeah. Oh yeah. Better. Yeah, there we go. Okay. 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 I think he's cool. Now. He's walking away. He's just okay. I don't. I don't know where well, where he lives now, but he hasn't been well, in my closet. That's it for on a bit, Arnold. So he's that's a series wrap <laughs> on series Arnold. Wrap. He, he saved your life. Thank. Good job. <laughs> thank God we. Thank God he hopped in the closet just to join us for that Kindergarten Cop two episode <laughs> a year ago <laughs> or whatever. Let's get out of here, Kyle. It's a big happy ending. Woo. Woo.